The following podcast may contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Binge Movies episode 118. I'm Jason. This is the show that ranks and eliminates movies to determine which ones are most worthy of preservation for all time, even beyond the end times. On this episode, we rank 90s video game movies. I am joined this week by the guy who puts the fuck in Matthew F. Basler. The F stands for fucking. The F also stands for very funny. I heard you on real spoilers. I thought very funny. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. I heard you on real spoilers. I was like, this guy's funny. I like to have him on binge movies. So I'd like to play a little game with you here, Matt. Um, Okay. It's called Be Our Guest. And uh, on Binge Movie, since you are our guest uh, and you are funny, I'm going to be counting the jokes that land and are successful. And I'm going to judge how funny you were at the end. And if you if you get over the threshold of funny jokes, you have your choice of either a variety of partially filled Subway gift cards. Uh, I don't know what the totals are on these. Uh, or a... Um, What's left of a Land's End men's fashion gift card? Whoa. Or uh, another Land's End gift card. That's not really special. Or a uh, Northeast Factory Direct gift card, which is a uh, discount furniture place that only services the greater Northeast Ohio area. And oh, man. I've <laughs> heard of Ohio. <laughs> Or uh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count towards your total. We haven't started yet. You made me laugh, but that doesn't count. Um, Or a combination Chili's, Romano's, Macaroni Grill, Mangiano's, Little Italy, and On the Border, Mexican Grill Cantina, family of restaurants. Uh, I have three of those gift cards, and they're fully stocked. There's probably a total of $10 on each of these, uh, which means as you travel around the world and you're musical endeavors and in your acting endeavors and in your TikTok endeavors, uh, you can be fully sponsored for at least uh, one uh, partial meal. Yeah, one appetizer uh, and maybe a small entree, like a soup. Incredible. So if you uh, succeed in making me laugh uh, over the designated amount, which only I will know, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, just full transparency, then I will uh, mail this to the the closest post office to wherever you are uh, in your gypsy lifestyle. Okay. I, oh, man. Uh, the pressure's on, uh, but I'm ready. I'm up to the challenge. The pressure's really on me because right before we started recording, Joe from Real Spoiler sends me a DM and he goes, hey, just as an FYI, Matt uh, just got famous off of TikTok. Uh, right. I, I, look. What's the story here? Give us the story, man. <clears throat> How far? How long? What are you looking for? Start at conception. Okay. Uh, it's 1984, right? <laughs> yeah. Sandy's in the hospital. I'm born. Hard cut two. Uh, I check out this TikTok app, right? Yeah. And there's this guy on there. He's a very tough uh, country boy. And he's and he's uh, lip syncing to this song, "Read Me My Right." 
Hearts. Oh, boy. Um, I think that's a funny thing. No, he didn't think so. He thought this is a sincere thing. This looks very cool. He's standing for the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll do that. That's a funny thing for me to do. Um, you know, a uh, uh, little little skeleton bones weak um, bitch of a man that I am. I thought that would be funny for me to do this tough, tough country boy song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did it again and, and again and again and again. Um, so I have uh, uh, lip synced this song now hundreds of times to the point that Eventually, the song got taken down, and I started to make covers of the song in different styles. Um, and then, and then um, somewhere along the way, I added an element where uh, pretty often things would happen to my nipples in these videos. <laughs> um, they would fall off. Uh, Interesting. Would come out of them. So, and, you know, I do this for the for the love of um art yeah you're the it's like you're, you're making Titan many times over in tiktok format mm-hmm. and and so recently i made one where uh uh it's it's me for kind of a full frame situation waist up situation yeah i'm missing a nipple right there's one is gone yeah uh, as, as I'm happens. singing, yeah, sure, right. You, I mean, as I'm singing the song, I I squeeze my existing nipple, and an, a nipple comes out. Interesting. Which I catch now, and then and then place on the, uh, my missing, and then I'm made whole again. Now I will sort of a Christ allegory. Yeah, you know? obviously, I will go here with you. That part's never happened to me. I am frequently misplacing at least one of my nipples. And I'm constantly asking Todd, who's the archivist here at the video store, have you seen my nipple? And he has to go around looking for it. And uh, Yeah, no, nobody move, nobody move. Exactly. Everybody's getting their flashlights oh out. Oh, my gosh. And if it falls into a dark, in dark carpet, forget about it. You'll never find it again. Yep. And you got to go to um, your doctor and go, going to need another one. So it did. Look, it's a video that did well. We're at 14 million views right now. Holy shit. And I said, I got to bring this to these binge boys. Yeah. It's the kind of heat these guys deserve. That's right. Yeah. We need a good look. We got to get a look. You're going to strap a, a rocket to our ass and, or a, a nipple rocket and nipple, send us to the yeah. TikTok moon. That's the goal. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to do a, create a binge movies TikTok dance for us and just dance around a little bit and then get, okay. get all the uh, Korean kids doing it. And then we'll just... Convince them it's a BTS kind of a thing. It's just, but it's a binge of movies kind of a thing. That should be easy. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any reason somebody would see a dance for me and not think, this is those BTS guys. That's exactly right. And then okay. you're like, nope, not BTS, BMS. B- B- BTK. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of BTK, uh, these movies are not great. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Might have so, been a more enjoyable experience. Yeah. A bumble date with the BTK uh, killer would probably have, you know, maybe a bit more enjoyable. He was a church-going fella. I don't know if you know that. He was a deacon in his church, so uh, I think he taught so Sunday school. So it wasn't school. all bad. Was, yeah. I mean, how can you teach Sunday school and, and, and be all bad? Yeah, he, he had some he had redeeming qualities. What a sweetie. Yeah, decent head of hair. Yeah. Um, 
when he was younger. Um, here's the deal. Um, we like to cover uh, the full spectrum of movies on this podcast. We're not just a bad movie podcast. We're, we've, you know, it's 2022 as we record this. We're going to be, you know, we're talking about uh, The Godfather. We're talking about the AFI Top 5. We're talking about, wow. we just got done talking about Stanley Kubrick. Oh, uh, that sounds cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we're also talking about uh, video game adaptations. Uh, just let's start with the basic podcast question. Do you know what a video game is? Yes. Have you ever played a video game? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, sir. Are you familiar with the Nintendo Entertainment System and its successor, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, also known as the Famicom? I would say, and I don't, I don't think this is overstepping. I don't think this is uh, telling tales out of school. I don't think this is lying. I would say intimately. Yes. Okay. Now, were you, because uh, if, if you, you kind of gave your rough age, so we're in a similar age bracket, would you, uh, were you a Sega guy? Or were you a Nintendo guy? Because Sega does what Nintendo don't. And it had blast processing. None of these movies have blast processing. But they barely Boy, have word processing. Could have benefited from anything. Anything would have helped. <laughs> I'm a man uh, that believes in equality. And um, while I, I certainly started uh, with Nintendo, I, I welcomed Sega into my home with open arms. Um, me and, and Sonic were very close. Yeah. Uh, certainly um, Tails late, later on. I would have, I w- you would have struck me as a Knuckles guy just by the look of you. Because he's a bad boy? Yeah, you're definitely, yeah. you got an edge to you, man. Yeah. I'm not, a, look, I'm no, I'm no shadow. Ooh, That's too far. It's too dark. I'm a Knuckles. Yeah. A little more artsy. Absolutely. A little more artsy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got long hair here. Dreadlocks? Something. I Some, don't know. Something. Quills? Yeah. Quills, probably, yes. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I would, I would call myself a, 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 bit, of a, a bit of a both. A, a two-hander, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you, now, we have to put your diversity quotient to the test here. To, we have to gatekeep you here, as they do in the video game community. Were you a Atari Lynx and or... Philip CDI and or Atari Jaguar and uh, and or Sega 32X and or Sega CD and or Sega Saturn and or Sega Dreamcast boy or was it all just or Apple up the pip I think is what it was the pip well, the pippin when you you know you grow up in the midwest oh. you get the parents you get the parents you're given that's you know? how you know what ohio is and that's right. Yeah. And they weren't quite as open-minded as me, you know? They were. And when, back, I no. said, yeah. when I said, Mom, Willie Beamish on the Sega CD, I swear it has to be the best game. Yeah. There's a frog in it. Yeah. Uh, and they would not. They refused to buy uh, any of those. Um, what would maybe, I don't know if second tier is the correct term, but at least the popularity. The marginalized yeah, video game thank systems. Thank you. Yeah. Right, and uh, uh, you know, I, I've overcome that uh, now. Um, I've opened my heart to emulators and nice. uh, have experienced th- th- those worlds, but um, not in in not in the time period. I don't have the same, uh, uh, n- I guess, nostalgic reverence for for those systems. Yeah. 
So when these when they started adapting these movies, uh, did you go to the theater and see any of the the uh, let's put this in brackets motion pictures that we're going to talk about here today? Oh, I did because I dragged my poor mother to at least two of these sons of bitches, and yep. in retrospect, I'm like that was real love. That was you know my mom did a lot for me. She sacrificed a lot for me as good Midwestern mothers do. But it, it became very obvious that she was not seeing. Uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers, the film, the motion picture in theaters at a general cinema. I don't know if they had general cinemas in the Midwestern state that you lived in. They no longer exist. They're I defunct. I don't think so. Uh, attached to the so. local mall. Uh, I, she was not there on a very nice Saturday afternoon <laughs> just for her health. You know, look, you get me in a theater with Mario, I got, I got blinders on, man. I'm... <laughs> I'm not paying attention to how mom feels. I got to write that one down. Hang on. Hang on. Um, <laughs> score. That counted. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely, I think I saw three of these in theaters. Holy uh, shit. Um, a fourth, uh, very, very close uh, uh, to the, to the vi- home video release. Yeah. And then I wasn't a, I wasn't a PC guy at the time. Yeah, me either. So, yeah, so, I missed uh, that one, too, until yeah, yeah, yeah. a few years ago. And then a friend uh, let me watch it and... Uh, let you? Yeah, he let me watch it. That's yeah. an interesting way to put it. Yeah. I, allowed you, He maybe, allowed or, me, yeah. He's a former co-host of the show, so he kind of... J- wow, you kicked him off the show after that? He died. So, boy, okay. He's dead. He's dead. He died in a really weird way, so... It's hard to talk about, but uh, he's dead now. So let's cut. We just cut this out then. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Without much further ado, I'm looking at my watch. Oh, thank God. Okay. I think it's about that time. I think it's time we get into our ranking, our definitive rankings of uh, video game adaptations of the 1990s. Let's start with 1993's Super Mario Bros., which currently has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. From Hollywood Pictures, the Mario Brothers are out to rescue a kidnapped princess who will take them out of this world into another dimension. Where are we? Get him! Are you alright? Super Mario Brothers. This ain't no game. Rated PG. Starts Friday, May 28th. This movie was directed by the folks from uh, Max Hedrum, of all people. Rocky Morton, which is definitely seems like a pro wrestling name. And Annabelle Jankel, which just doesn't sound like a pro wrestling name. It just sounds kind of gross. It was written by Parker Bennett. Terry uh, <laughs> Runte. Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. And Ed Solomon, and for, you know, hashtag fuck Ed Solomon, we're, that's still a thing here. It is, of course, based on Mario by Nintendo. It is the triumphant return of Bob Haskins, or Hoskins, last seen in Hook. Triumphant return of John Leguizamo, last seen in Spawn. It's the triumphant return of Dennis Hopper, last seen in Speed, Speed, Give Me What I Need, Yeah, Speed. It's the triumphant return of Fisher Stevens, last seen in Brown Face and Short Circuit. And it is the triumphant return of Fiona Shaw, last seen in the Harry Potter franchise. It was released May 28th, I'm sure I had my mom there, May 29th, 1993, on a budget between 42 and 48 million. You might as well just say 50. 
This thing made $38 million at the worldwide box office. Hack filmmakers attempt to milk a cash cow, but get cottage cheese instead in the first video game ever to be adapted for the big screen. I agree. I am of the belief that you should never judge really somebody's taste in movies. Movies are subjective. Uh, if somebody grew up with something, especially if there's nostalgia, if there's, uh, they grew up with it and it's part of their childhood, it's very hard to come in and be like, hey, man, you know, you're wrong. This movie stinks. I know that Kevin Brackett from Real Spoilers, who uh, both of us know, uh, this is one of his uh, all-time favorite uh, films. And I don't want to say to Kevin he's wrong. I don't want to say to anybody out there that they're wrong. I would never do that. But what I do want to say is that your childhood was wrong, that there is something, something happened to you very young, and I empathize with you, but this movie is not, <laughs> it's not good. It's not even good in the campy kind of, we didn't know what we were doing and we made a mess of a movie kind of a way. It's they, I don't buy into like camp on purpose 99% of the time. Because it's not camp then. Camp is, you're, you're, you know, showgirls, they set out to make uh, a real movie and they accidentally made uh, showgirls, right? Uh, same thing with The Room, same thing with Samurai Cop, same thing with any of these movies that are so bad they're good. Somebody set out to make the best possible movie they could and they lacked the self-awareness to realize how it was going to come off. I think this movie is uh, kind of too self-aware in some ways. It's almost ashamed of Mario, and uh, therefore it made a really weird movie. What are your general impressions before we uh, dive a little deeper there, Matt? Uh, this thing's bonkers, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've seen it since uh, the, the theaters, right? Like since I saw yeah, it in theaters. Right. Uh, and of course, I'm, you know, I'm aware of it. People talk about it pretty often, but yeah. It's, Absolutely insane film uh, in, in, in every, every way that you could approach <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what it should be. Because, you know, right, you can like go like, well, you know, they were adapting a video game and that's hard. Yeah, yeah. B but, but they didn't do that. That's not really, they didn't do that really at all. No. It's this weird, like, almost like uh, cyberpunk. Yeah. Crazy. I'm. Well, let's, I mean, look, that's, <laughs> I mean, I think we need a more guided uh, tour through this thing. I, I'm, I'm... <laughs> okay. So, so the directors of this film and the screenwriters, they, their approach to this movie, which I think is ill-conceived from the very beginning, is this. They decided that rather than just do a direct adaptation of the video game, Oh, Which, who would want that? What kid would want to see that? <laughs> That's, okay, let's start there, actually. That's a really good point, right? What is it with, okay, this prop, these properties, video game movies, and then old, you know, back in the day, comic books, whatever, were so popular that they deserved um, a movie, that somebody said there's enough money here to make a movie out of this because there's a built-in audience. But then somebody else every single time came in and said, we have to fundamentally change everything that somebody would want to see in that movie right. yeah. to make it a movie. What is the fucking point? Like, uh, right. It's like, oh, kids love uh, chocolate cake. 
Um, so this is I did I made a big it's spaghetti, <laughs> but I did it's, but I did uh, there's like yeah. chocolate syrup on it yeah but it, it's just a plate of spaghetti but like so like is that what the kids are is that what they want that definitely feels like what happened here and the weirder part is they viewed this the pitch that uh, first of all this is made by a studio that basically never existed before after this movie. And they just went to Nintendo and said, yeah, you could trust this movie with one of the big boys. But if you trust us with it, you'll get more creative direction. And then like in the articles you read about it, Nintendo was like, well, we gave it to them because they were small. And if it stunk, nobody would really <laughs> know about it. And we didn't really want creative direction over a movie. We were making video games. So yeah. we didn't really give a shit. And so the pitch Whoops. was. <laughs> yeah. So the pitch was. This is actually the origin. This is the real version of what was later adapted by the Nintendo Corporation into the video game. That was their pitch. And that is what this is supposed to be. That this is not an adaptation of the video game. The video game, which is by this point in its fourth iteration on a major console and multiple iterations on, on handheld consoles and Mario's the mascot of everything. Mario, like, if you're not an 80s, 90s kid... And like, you know who Mario is. You have no earthly way of understanding the phenomena that the Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Mario in particular were. Super Mario, one, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. No, 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 those aren't, that's not the real story. This is the real story. We're going to tell the kids the real story. And it is, that's bonkers in and of itself. That is ill-conceived from the word go. I, I get it. Or I mean, I understand what they're trying to, but that's really weird because that, that doesn't happen. Like, it's no, not like, that's, it's yeah. not like, <laughs> no. hey, we're going to make a World War II video game, but, but now... It, but they're turtles now or whatever like right, right? like they, right. they people adapt real things into video games yes and they don't just go insane with it like <laughs> right, right huh <laughs> that's yeah that's the other thing right so the mushroom kingdom isn't really the mushroom kingdom it's a alternative version of manhattan or new york that yeah. was somehow split off by a meteorite, which killed the dinosaurs in our world, but took some of them into another dimension to create an alternate Earth where the only city on that Earth is this world that mm -hmm. then yeah. the dinosaurs sure. evolve into mammals, but they have... But, but they don't, right? <laughs> They're still... Very dino -y. Reptiles. But, yeah, like, but they look, they they look like people and they speak English. They can't, they, when they look at humans, they can't even tell them apart because they're man, they're like, I don't know, they're mammals. I can't tell. Yeah, right. Even though, uh, we look identical to them. <laughs> yes. And apparently they, they know have... everything about our civilization, but they're stuck in a different dimension. Dennis Hopper's and like mentioning like, oh, well this happened and that happened in your world. How the fuck do you know? You're supposed to be trapped in dino world, which is the whole point of this movie. And they, and I'm sorry, and they want to come to our world because. Because there's more of it because their whole planet's okay, a desert, right, I guess. And then Cooper cool. wants to rule the whole world and he wants to 
take a super scope from the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which I had. Mm-hmm. It was and a terrible peripheral. Do you, now, hey, you you team this up with a movie we're talking about later. Oh yeah, with all their global warming issues. Yeah, that starts to make sense that these lizard fellas want to come over where it's warm. Yeah, it's balmy. That's what you got it to make a good movie. You you combine two bad movies, <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. will fix it. Yeah. So they want to de-evolve all of us back to uh, chimps, and then cook- because. <laughs> Because they hate mammals. Okay. So don't, and of course, don't get rid of them. No. Just de-evolve them. Well, he won't even eat mammals on his pizza. When he orders his pizza, he's like, hold the mammal. Oh, can I, this is just a movie thing that really bothers me, right? Yeah, yeah. There's the pizza part. Koopa calls, uh, calls the pizza place, and, you know, they know, they're familiar. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's an old King Koopa. They go like, oh, what's, what's how? He goes, hey, I want the Koopa special. And then, and then the kid asks him, Oh, do you want lizard tails on that or something? And then Koopa's like, yeah, and hold the this and add this and add this. Well, what the hell is the Koopa special? <laughs> if, if, it's a cheese it, pizza. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of like uh, the special that's named after you? Correct. Yeah. Hey, give me the. <laughs> like, you're going to go, th- this pizza you like so much is the Jason special. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're naming it after you. Yeah, it's the Baz. But then every time yeah. you Change make substitutions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't, and I don't know. It's like a movie thing that they do a lot. I feel like it bothers me. That's I love that of everything that's in this movie, which includes Big Bertha, which is a giant fish being converted into a large woman. Mm-hmm. The thing that bothers you the most is how he orders the pizza. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't ranked these things oh, yet. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That was just, I do. That was the leading grievance. So I figured that had to be towards the top. Maybe it's I'll towards the bottom. The, I'll let the birth thing slide, though, because, like, I'm enjoying the, the view over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> let me dance with her, Mario. Let me cut in. Let, okay, let's start with the ca- let's start with the conceit and the casting of Mario and Luigi. They're okay. both supposed to be middle-aged Italian plumbers in the video game, right? They're brothers, hence Super yes. Mario Brothers. This movie is and like in and I don't know if at this point in the in the series they're twin brothers. I think maybe Yoshi's Island it's more implied that they're they're twins. They're both babies at the same time. But I didn't even realize. But you're right. I didn't realize that. Yeah, if they're babies at the same time, they're either Irish twins or they're twins. Yeah. And it's a but good in point. the games, for at this point, they look identical. Y- yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, you know, yeah. I, okay, Super Mario 2. But actually, that's a port of Doki Doki Panic. Correct. Or, uh, I guess reskins. Super Mario World, that's where Luigi gets a little little taller and leaner. It was just. I don't think so. I think that's in the Game Boy Advance really? remakes. Oh, I think okay. in the original Super Mario World, they're still identical. But all that to say, what a weird choice to make them. One of them is British actor Bob Hoskins, which okay, all right, a British guy pretending to be an Italian guy from Brooklyn. Uh, okay, whatever. We're gonna let that slide. The other is comedian. John Leguizamo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's Colombian, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, 
he's not playing Mario's brother. He's playing Mario's cousin son brother that they they just don't define the relationship at all. He's like, oh, Mario's like my mom, my dad, my brother, my uncle, my everything. Oh, but don't don't say he's like his mom. Yeah, yeah. Don't That's say, very insulting yeah. to Mario. So Luigi. So in Super Mario Brothers, Luigi is not Mario's actual brother. That's the first kind of fuck up in the conceit of this movie. That's where Nintendo might have, maybe should have gone. Stepped in. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, what? The title is. <laughs> Surely they're super though, right? No. <laughs> no, no yeah. They never. They there's boots. no power ups. In fact, they don't. They don't get the fire flower at all. But there are fireballs. But the Goombas use the fireballs, and the Goombas aren't little mushrooms. They're giant lizard monsters with tiny Goomba heads, kind of. Kind of. With razor blades. One and, and then not all of them either, which is, no. I, I didn't know that either. I, that's something, because you see the picture of the Goomba that you could maybe see what they were thinking, right? Yes. That it looks like a mushroom head, sort of, kind of. Yeah. But then there's other Goombas that have more like, uh, just like lizard heads. Yes. Why? Why? Why do it? They use the fireballs which are completely ineffectual throughout the course of this movie. Right. And that's how Toad, beloved character Toad, yeah, <laughs> who gets de-evolved into a Goomba, yeah, and then is burned alive by a flamethrower at this point, right? Like Yeah, he does show up at the end though and he goes, "Bye-bye." So he li okay. he lives. I may I love the the uh uh what's her name she's not the princess right or no she is she she's is the, she's, she's the not peach princess toadstool she's, and she's a lizard she's she a dinosaur she's yes she's daisy daisy who yes, was orphaned who is not the <laughs> who was that's donkey kong's friend yes no that's pauline there's, there's pauline there's peach and there's daisy and they're all kind of interchangeable, but there is now some kind of weird official canon about which one's which and which one's where. Daisy started in the Game Boy, Super Mario Land. I Maybe that's I shouldn't. I shouldn't say. Well, it was originally just Princess Toadstool, right? And yes, then I don't think right. she had a first name. And then that's I like the princess agree. is in another castle, right? And so you mm -hmm. had to go to the next whatever, whatever. To you got. I think it was Bowser originally, or was it Koopa originally, and then they changed it to Bowser. The continuity of these games yeah. is something suspect here, right? Yes. All that. the video game people are screaming at us right now. So, but when Toad gets burned, and then and then uh, Daisy like gets a gets a, a, a fire extinguisher and puts him out, but you don't really like. She sort of like sprays it to off screen, and then goes, "I hope he's okay," and then you don't. <laughs> hear about him for a long time no he just shows like up a, at the literal very end and is like bye that's a strange way in like a kids movie or, or you know what you would presume yeah. is a kids movie yeah to handle i mean also yoshi gets stabbed so yeah so you're right daisy is from super mario land which was the game boy adaptation which was like almost non-canon it was like she was like from a mm -hmm. different world than princess peach who's princess different Toadstool. Land, different land actually. yeah different land because the yeah, the lands have different worlds. So, yeah, you're right. So, she's from a different land. And so, yeah, this isn't even princess. This isn't even the princess that we know from these games in the mainstream. 
And then they not only make her, they make her a dinosaur, essentially a reptile. So that means Hi. Luigi is in this weird interspecies relationship. And then, because so, Mario is Bob Hoskins, so he's too old to get the princess. So we got to have the right. young guy get the princess. Because that would be gross. Uh, an older man with a younger woman. Younger lizard. We need a young man with a lizard. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yes. That I'm into. Yeah. Who is, we see her birth and she's born in an egg and hatches from yeah. an egg in the Catholic church and is apparently an orphan. And there has one of the all time great lines of a bad movie I've ever seen. They all go out to eat together. Uh, Mario and his made up girlfriend for this movie, Daniela, who is a smoke show and Daisy, but you know, you know, once he met Bertha, he's, <laughs> Yeah. Mm, me and Why don't you go lizard? Have a you, talk. you can't go back. Yeah. Uh whole new meaning to lot lizard. So he meets he meets Daisy Luigi or kind of in love early on for some reason. And then she's like, uh, well, if I knew my parents or something, he's like, What do you mean you don't know your parents? And she's like, Oh, uh, I was abandoned. I'm an orphan. Just like that. It's like what? <laughs> It's 30 minutes before they even get to the, I can't even call it the Mushroom Kingdom, Koopa World? I don't even know where yeah. the fuck they go. Dino World, I guess. I don't and, know. Well, the, and the only thing that makes it even kind of a Mushroom Kingdom, right, is that the, the king was devolved into <laughs> fungus. Which means he, I get, was he, is he a reptile too that they took him further back to fungus state? He must be. He must be. Or is he a separate hey. species? Because in the Mario also, games, there's two species, right? There's the mushroom people, and then there's the right. more dinosaur people. But to Toad doesn't seem to be a mushroom because he gets devolved into a Goomba, which are certainly reptiles in yes. this, right? I mean, yeah. they scales. So, yeah, yeah I think, think they're all dinosaurs, I think. But also, I don't think they thought about this. We, I think <laughs> we are putting more thought into this than the yeah. creators of the film did. They, they didn't go, hey, wait. I think there's two species. Should we put that in the script? Nah. Uh, oh, the date, right? Yeah. So, again, they're, okay, they're not brothers. We've, oops, Red X, not, we messed no, that up. Not super, not brothers. But here's a there little trivia. There is a Mario in it. People can play, well, two. Well, two yeah. Mr. Marios. Because they're uh, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Here's a, f a fun game for just people to play at home. And I, I don't know if you guys do a lot of trivia. Maybe it's kind of like a little difficult. Um, but uh, what color would you associate with Mario? <laughs> and what color would you associate with Luigi? Oh, yeah. Yep. And certainly I think that is something that like... Basics. Uh, you know, hey, we, the characters act a little different in the, in the movie. Yeah. We did something. But we got the colors. Certainly we wouldn't switch them we, we, we wouldn't start the film with luigi in red yeah and mario in green then eventually mario in mustard yellow throughout in his classic <laughs> yellow yeah. <laughs> which is actually wario colors yeah and then, yeah yeah uh, it, uh, man okay okay so Give me the yeah. So I'm so I <laughs> no, could no, no. Here's okay. The movie I think is trying to be clever by calling them Mario Mario and Luigi Mario because for the game to be called the Super Mario right. Brothers doesn't really make any sense because 
Mario is his first name. So like if he's, let's say Matt has a brother and your brother is named Steve Basler, it wouldn't be the super uh, Matt brothers. Matt brothers, It'd be right. the super Basler brothers, right? And I think... So it's kind this of is clever, fine. This I guess. is cute. This is a right. fun little like, hey, we're winking. Hey, we're making a video game movie. But to do that, you got to get kind of everything else right about the right. characters. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they just kept winking or <laughs> what happened. Yeah. If they lost an eye or like, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they winked them both when they wrote the script. Here's honestly, here's what I think happened. I think that somebody, I think that these Max Hedrum people and the screenwriters, I think they got together and they were really interested in making this weird dystopian, campy comedy, haha movie. They had the rights to Mario somehow. And they just got like a basic list of maybe probably from Nintendo faxed over to them of a description of the game. And then just circled like every fifth word, like, Oh, mushroom kingdom, uh, Koopa, right? Like bomb. Like they got like the basics, right? And then they just never played the game or never even talked to a child, never had child children or never met a child. Never had a childhood. <laughs> and then they built an entire bizarre movie around just like SEO words. Yeah, like, it kind of, and I don't think this is the case. I, I read that there's a more like uh, uh, um, faithful script that b- before it got to this point that has more. Then like, what happened? Tri- I don't know. And, and I don't even know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of that trivia stuff is like hard to believe. You know what I mean? Yeah, like who knows right. how these stories get passed along but it it feels to me and i don't think this is the case or there's no evidence of this that they just kind of like you're saying they had a movie written already yeah and then got the super mario license and were like oh well you know could could dictator balrog just be king we'll just call him koopa right that works that's fine and yeah they just like control f or whatever their their protagonist's name right and switch it out with mario um, it's very strange. And then, because even like Yoshi, right? Like Yoshi's in this movie, but I he doesn't, he's so unimportant. Just doesn't need to be there. It just totally feels like a, oh, shoot. We forgot to put that Yoshi thing in here. Well, the, they, now, when they adopt, when they adapt Yoshi, he's, he doesn't look like, they put a little saddle on this guy and ride him around. You know, like, like let's eat. Oh, some- Mario would crush the poor thing there's no way Put a little saddle on him go eat some berries uh give him some you know if he eats a blueberry he has wings for a little while and he flies around and you can open up some puzzle boxes and shit uh none of that's in here uh he's this, a raptor he's a he's baby a raptor, raptor <laughs> for sure he is a, a raptor and if like they play him as this sympathetic character who's like enslaved and abused and yeah he gets stabbed and a hundred percent, this thing is like from Carnosaur. Like this thing would yeah. rip your fucking face off. Yoshi would rip your face off. He's got well, claws. The only thing he really does is begin to eat a woman. Yes. Like he's got her whole like leg in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. But she's evil, so it's okay. And then she stabs him. The other thing that he does is he teaches Daisy how to use the light gun. 
to be able to search for Mario on the weird video intercom system. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember, he's like he literally like nuzzles the gun. And uh, then... Yes. 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 I do. And, and it's <laughs> thank you for I, truly saying. Remember, I, none of these movies really stick with you that well. Or I feel like you sort of go into a bit of a fugue state. I would agree. While watching these. And uh, you're right, because like when you said Toad comes back at the end, I, I think I remember that, but it, I could it's, have also gone, no, he doesn't. What I, are you talking about? I don't blame you there because he's not at the beginning of the scene. Daisy and Yoshi are at the meteorite, which she has part of the stone <laughs> of, which this is the actual plot of this movie. And only Daisy, for some reason, has the ability to handle the power of the meteorite, which opens a doorway between dimensions, which a rival plumbing group oh, accidentally opened. Capelli brothers. Without the stone? So I think that's, that's the part that doesn't make any sense. They just ended up blowing a cavern open for construction, and that somehow opens the gateway again. But why do we need the magic stone to open the gateway if the Scapelli brothers opened it by just dynamite. I don't fucking get that. But anyway, so you think the movie's going to end, and then what happens is, like, they're waving goodbye, and Mario's like, she's telling you she doesn't know what world she's from, and she can't be with you. <laughs> For some reason, Mario has to interpret all of the emotional stuff. He does it, like, four times in this movie, and he's uh. like, she can't be with you until she knows who she is, Luigi. It's over. It's time to let her go. And then, and then John Leguizamo is just standing there for about three and a half minutes, just waving. And then Mario has to come back into the scene and is like, come on, kid. It's come over. On. Leave. And then he grabs Luigi. And then as Luigi's going through the portal, Toad shows up. I think just to show us that he's not dead. And he goes, bye-bye. Okay. And then that's it. Which also feels like a, a, a right, like they're writing the script and like, yes. oh, shoot. We left that guy dead, that, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Pop it. Pop up. I think we killed Toad. We have to put him in a scene somewhere to show the kids he's not yeah. dead. Yeah. And then they do have the, there's a little like sequel stinger right uh yeah oh there's old daisy there, popping yeah there's a there's the it's not quite a mid-credit scene it's it's the stinger at the end and then there's an after credit scene did you stay <gasps> after the credits gotta tell you man i was out as soon as i felt like i could koopa is dead after being de-evolved uh into not quite a t-rex what would he's kind of like a terror dog from ghostbusters meets a t-rex yeah yeah it's very strange. And I, I guess Dennis Hopper, I will give it this to him. He's definitely doing something here. To the, I honestly, to the point I that he carries his arms like a T-Rex yeah. very subtly, like kind of up and short. I, for, from all accounts, everyone had a terrible time making this movie. Bob Hoskins was drunk the majority of filming but and got into a fist fight with the directors, yes. I felt like everybody was kind of enjoyable. All the, all the actors were... Uh, I, I, I would agree. I so the actors aren't the problem with this movie. It's every, yeah. it's everything else. It's the idea. Uh, yeah, like I mean, Bob Hoskins <laughs> is cool. Uh, uh, I don't know if, if I necessarily that's how I picture uh, Mario, uh, sort of a uh, <laughs> grizzled yeah. old, old plumber, but broke, you know, even a like broke plumber who's constantly complaining yeah, a about bad money. plumber. I guess. Yeah, he's like, I don't got any work, Luigi. Um, <laughs> I well, can't eat over here. The Scapellis will do anything for I would, that is a movie I would if they were going to make a prequel I would want it to be you know if the, if you said hey we're we're not doing 
the uh, Super Mario World. You know, it's not about the Mushroom Kingdom. This is before the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Exclusively their rivalry with the Scapelli brothers. Yeah. That I would be like all in. Yeah. Heck yeah. And then at the end of that movie, they could find a magic tube. You know how. And then. Oh, yeah. They said, we've seen Superman. This movie yeah, is not sure. about the super. It's about the man. Yeah. Your movie idea is genius. This movie's not about the super. It's about the Mario, you, you're, the movie mm -hmm. you're talking mm -hmm. about. It's just yep. him as a plumber's apprentice trying to get into the union. Oh, yeah. Trying yeah, to yeah, get yeah, a yeah. job. He's an apprentice at Scapelli Bros or whatever they're called. Oh. And that, that ends up being, you know, and they end up fucking him over with, with the union and all kind of stuff. And the reason why Mario can't get any work in Brooklyn is because he ends up not a part of the union. Oh, and, and he's working for the Scapelli brothers, and, and they're like, it's some nice old lady, you know? And they're like, Bingo. don't fix the pipe, just do this half-assed thing. And, so but we have Mario, to keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. But Mario won't do it. Won't and, do it. And, and then, dude, this is good. <laughs> and then at the end, he calls up his brother, his actual biological brother, yep. and is like, Luigi, we got to go into business for ourselves. Yeah. And then they get a job working this big construction site, and they find what looks like a, a giant pipe. And they're like, well, what the hell is this? This isn't Hold any on. of the blueprints. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bloop, 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 if, we're, if we're building this cinematic universe, yeah. they don't find a pipe. They find a big gorilla. Oh, we, shit. We got time. We got time to get to yeah. that pipe. We've got. We, hey, we got Wrecking Crew we can get through. We got Donkey Kong. You're exactly right. And then he goes, and then he goes, I can't do it anymore, Luigi. I'm just going to follow my other dream of being a boxing referee. Yes. All of Mario's odd jobs, being a tennis ref, being a uh, starship pilot, an alleyway where he's going to break bricks and shit. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah the, 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 the one movie where he's like, ah, I just, it's too hard being a plumber. I'm going to become a doctor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm loving this. And, and then he gets in trouble there because he'll prescribe anything. He'll just throw pills at you all day, man. He yeah. don't care. He's unlicensed as well. He never went to medical school. He's just giving you back alley drugs. That'll be sort of like a... a That's the Joker. Um, the Joker version of yeah. Mario. Yeah. 70s, Scorsese style, Mean Streets, Mario, who's a pill pusher. And then, you know... And he's when, only called Dr. Mario. Dr. Yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah. And then when the money starts running, you know, when people aren't going to see these things anymore, that's when we put out the teaser trailer. Bowser. With the, with the pipe of Bowser, something yeah. like that. Here, oh, here, no, here is a slowed down version of... And then people are like, holy yeah. shit, I'm back hey, in. They're doing it. They're doing it. You don't show the gorilla. You hear the gorilla, and a barrel comes flying towards the, right. the screen. And then it Is that a cuts to black. Barrel? Is that a barrel? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We got it. We got this figured out. Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit uh, of trivia what, no? that is not Please. bullshit. This is from the writer of the movie, himself, one of the writers, Parker Bennett, who said that the inspiration for this movie was Ghostbusters. Uh, do you see... What? <laughs> I'm any, sorry? Any Ghostbusters in this movie? He said they wanted it to be a horror comedy. Uh, it's a oh. horror, 
but I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's a comedy. Huh. And to the point that Harold Ramis was originally approached to direct the film, and his kids were big Super Mario fans, so he took the meeting. And they gave him some of the ideas, and then he declined <laughs> to direct the film. And he's on record as saying it was one of the best decisions of his career. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hey, Harold, we got this cool scene where the villain describes why he likes mud so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the I other like thing, that. right? I hate to pick at the internal logic. For whatever reason, they give Koopa like a germophobia. Where he's oh, right. constantly like dipping his hands in wax to get the germs and the filth off. And that's part of the reason why he wants out of Koopa World because it's dirty. And so he's like, I want to go somewhere clean like Manhattan in the oh, early yeah. 90s. And I, <laughs> I just, I can't stand the filth. And then cut to him in fucking mud. Well, but the thing about mud is that it's dirty and clean. What does that mean? <laughs> what, I don't know. Why would a germaphobe be nipple deep? Reptile nipple deep in mud, Matt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really follow his logic here. Maybe they're trying to make some commentary about how, like, living with uh, uh, an obsessive compulsive problem like that isn't rational, you know, and <laughs> and that that it can manifest in these ways. That yeah. to us, we, you know, we look at it and we see these sort of contradictions. Um, but but it's to bring awareness to that. The people suffering from these uh, uh, conditions. I think you just struck on something here. You're, you're full mm -hmm. of gold today, man. Um, Thank you. I don't know if this movie says much about Mario as it is about mental health awareness. Yeah. The, because the movie does feel like you're mentally ill as you're watching it. And mm -hmm. if you were to give this to somebody and say, oh, this is, this is based on the Mario video game, they would assume that there was something mentally wrong with them, maybe because they'd be like, well, this isn't right. the game that I what what is this and so I think they made an entire experience to show you what schizophrenia feels like potentially yeah yeah and here we are trashing yeah. it you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just a couple of assholes being like yep. yeah we're, you know we're laughing at the people who struggle with mental health issues and and I don't intend to but now that you've struck upon this uh it puts this movie in a whole new light now the Ghostbusters connection here as we wrap this part of the conversation up uh, this was actually very similar to the 1990s Ghostbusters 3 draft that Dan Aykroyd wrote called Ghostbusters Hellbent, a.k.a. Ghostbusters Go to Hell, where instead of being in Manhattan, they were in a negative universe called Hellhatton. Uh, and it would be cool. everything of New York life, including the terrible traffic and all of that. But instead of people, it would be demons. And the devil would be the mayor of New York, and the Ghostbusters would have to go to hell and fight the devil himself. Um, having seen this movie, which claims to be inspired by Ghostbusters, knowing that there was a Ghostbusters potential sequel that is very similar in premise to Super Mario Brothers, uh, are, do you regret that movie never came out, or are you happy it was never made? I'd like to see it. I, I'd like to check it out. That's one of the very many scripts that Bill Murray famously uh, shredded, mailed back to Dan Aykroyd, shredded. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck I is mean, this? I've seen you know, Super Mario Brothers. You're not going to get me, Aykroyd. Uh, yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen a, a film that really tanked the Ghostbusters franchise. <laughs> I think that, that would be fun. <laughs> Bust him, Papa. Are you crazy? He's my best customer. 
Everybody's trying to get their hands on Papa John's new XL dual layer pepperoni pizza. Better ingredients, better pizza. PapaJohns.com. Okay, the after credit scene is stereotypical Japanese businessmen approach Iggy and Spike, the Cooper brothers, and they say, uh, we, we, what an amazing story you've just told us, because apparently they're the ones telling the story. Because uh, they're smart now. Yeah. And they're like, what do you want to call, we want to make a video game based on your story. What should it be called? And they go over th through some comedy names. And at the end, they go, the Super Koopa Brothers. And then that's the end of the movie. Okay, that's funny. That's actually really funny. <laughs> cool. That's good. Uh, last fact here is Miyamoto, the genius behind most of the Nintendo franchises you grew up with and love, including Mario, has said that the, where he feels like this movie failed oh, is I read that, it, that it tried too hard to replicate the games instead of just being its own film, being a good movie. Do you think that's the problem here, Matt? Is that it just was, it was too faithful to the source material? Look, that's not how I saw it. Um... But this man created the the franchise. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is too fa maybe when I'm playing the games, I'm interpreting it all incorrectly. <laughs> yes. That's true. That's actually you know, that could be true. Bowser's in that clown vehicle. Yep. So he doesn't touch the filthy ground. Yeah. Yep. Now I get it. Yep. He that is an insane thing to say. It is literally the opposite. I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> it's too. It's. I'm sorry. They just it's tried. Wild. It just tried to be the game too much. It, it wasn't its own thing. It couldn't stay on its own. It was just too too dependent on the game. Too faithful. It's sort of a sort of a Zack Snyder's Watchmen situation. You know, it's, it's shot for shot. Shot. It's panel yeah. for panel. It's yeah. It, yeah. It's too much. Yep. Uh, what would you give this out of ten? And where does it rank <laughs> the five films you binge this week? Man. I tell you what, I'm, I'm actually just talking about it. I'm actually I'm making I'm making a quick edit. I'm making a quick edit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a three point five. I'm gonna give it a three out of ten because as, we're, decimals are cool, right? We're, oh yeah, we're, oh yeah. Okay. Get as granular okay. as you want to get with it. As weird as this movie is, the weirdest part is that Koopa lives in a partially destroyed World Trade Center. Oh wow. <laughs> That, so ah, that was weird. Huh. Like the, one of the towers is falling, so in, and he's in, in the other their, tower. In their universe, <laughs> worked out a little better, actually. <laughs> yes. Apparently, there was a dino Al Qaeda. Yes. Yeah, and but yeah. they didn't. The only partial. it was only partially successful. Yeah. yeah. The little oh, hands, okay. the little arms. It's very hard to fly a plane when your arms are so tiny. In their universe, they're like you can forget a little. <laughs> kind of forget <laughs> that, I mean it's still there yeah, yeah, it's still yeah. around <laughs> alright that's, that's gotta go down 9-11 jokes that's, that's always good <laughs> you're getting one step closer to that Mangiano's gift card my friend <laughs> um, if, as far as ranking goes this is my third for the week it's the middle of the pack, which ought to tell you something because it's a three out of ten. That's my third. All right. Well, yeah. I think we've spent enough time on this. I'm sorry to destroy your childhood, but let's move on to a movie I don't think anybody likes. 
It is 1994's Double Dragon, which learned nothing from Super Mario Brothers. Buddy. It learned all the wrong lessons. It currently has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. They're tough. Save some for me. They're magical. Shadow Demon, you shall not pass. They're dedicated. Welcome to the Power Core. They're fast. They're the greatest heroes to ever fight for justice. All right, so where's the on button? They're the only hope for a new world. Double Dragon. Okay, this was directed by James Nixon, uh, with the screenplay by Michael Davis, Peter Gould, with a story by Paul Dini. Yes, that Paul yeah. Dini. What the fuck, Paul? Neil Schusterman. It's based on, again, this is all in quotations, Double Dragon by Technos Japan is the triumphant return of Julia Nixon, last seen in Rambo uh, Part 3. Rambo, yeah, Rambo 3. Uh, triumphant return of Robert Patrick, last seen, last seen in Terminator 2. It's the triumphant return of Nils Allen Stewart, last seen in The Mask. It was released November 4th, 1994, on a budget of $7.8 I don't even... I don't it's even... all on the screen. <laughs> Like somebody's walking around with six point eight million dollars in their pocket. This is a, this made four point two million at the box office in two thousand seven. Jimmy and Bimmy Lee must master the power of the dragon to defeat the Shadow Warriors. This is the exact same fucking movie as Super Mario Brothers. What the fuck? Well, here's I'm gonna take a hard left here. I think the difference here is that they clearly didn't give a shit. <laughs> and I applaud it. I, I think, look, man, they got the news, right? The newscast <laughs> yeah. with Vanna White and George Hamilton. Yeah. And then... Andy Dick is the Andy weatherman. Andy Dick as himself. is doing the, the weather. As Andy Dick. <laughs> and I... Yeah. I'm on board, man. I'm here for it. I'm loving it. Uh, I this I, now. I look. I don't know any of the behind the scenes for this. This to me feels like company movie studio says, "Hey, guy, you you got to make this. You got to write this movie. You got to make this movie." And this dude's going like, "Man, I'm an artur. Art, art, art. I'm an art. Art. <laughs> I'm an arter. I'm an arter. Yes. I don't want to do this. I'm an arterist." Fuck these guys. Yeah. And then he writes this movie. And I had a good time. I think if this is like the poor man's Verhoeven, right? It's like, I'm going to make RoboCop. I'm going to take this, yes, this yes, video game is. that has no plot. It's two brothers who are trying to rescue the mayor's daughter, a police officer's daughter. And then they end up fighting. That's the, Final Fight. They, That's Final Fight. Uh, they're all the same. Uh, they, this is their girlfriend. This is their girlfriend. It's Billy's Billy's girlfriend. But then they fight in the original Double Dragon. They fight over the girlfriend at the end because one of them is actually the leader of the gang, Jimmy. The Shadow yeah, Master, yeah. which was a big twist at the time, right? Eight, it's eight bit twist. Oh my god, that was the, the whole plot. And I will go on. I want the record, and I will say this: I think there's a Double Dragon or a Streets of Rage or Final Fight movie to be made. All it needs to be is a well choreographed, like John Wick raid style city under siege movie where it's two guys or a guy or whoever fighting their way through some town to go accomplish something. Like a like a warrior situation, yes. right? 
Like I feel like that's the look yes. kind of, of of the way to make this. And you could do real. it and it would be fun and it needs to be 90 fucking minutes long and it needs to be feel a little exploitation-y but like very well choreographed. It would be a badass action movie. This is 180 degrees in the yeah. opposite direction. This is I think this game is shit. So uh, yeah, like you said, I'm going to make a uh, RoboCop two and a half and just uh, set it in this world and focus the far flung future of 2007. F- yeah. Focus quite a bit on Alyssa Milano's ass. Quite oh, a boy. bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Hey man, look, I, uh, I'm not going to try to be a paragon of, of, uh, uh, uh you know, innocence here. I, uh, look, was I looking at Alyssa Milano's ass? Yes, I did. You couldn't I'm help it. There's literally just shots of her squirming and shimmying in short shorts through a fucking air conditioning vent. It's just like, uh, all right. I'm, and, and I'm, I'm not forced. proud of it. I'm not proud of it. But, <clears throat> right, when the director goes, no, man, keep looking. And I'm going, no, I, I, it seems I shouldn't. And he's like, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Get a, get a peek, man. Yeah. Uh, pause it if you want. It's fine. <laughs> You like that uh, shot? Uh, uh, it's all right. I'll do it. Nah, fucking do it again. Yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't worry. If you missed it, it uh, comes up later. Yeah. In this scene, she doesn't have a bra. She doesn't have a fucking bra in this scene. Look at them nipples. Oh, you should have maybe given her, I don't know, maybe talk to the costume designer. And, oh, I talked to him. <laughs> I talked to him, all right. I said, take the bra away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Rate the flat tops. Who has a better early 90s flat top? Robert okay. Patrick, who is just coming off being one of the scariest villains of all time. <laughs> or uh, whatever his name is. Pappy Van Winkle. What's his name? Uh, Vanilla Ice. What's his name? What's his real name? Uh, Robert Van, Van Winkle, right? Yeah, Pappy's better. Pappy so. Van Winkle. Uh, who had the better flat top at the time? Uh, cool as Ice, Vanilla Ice, or uh. Robert Patrick in Double Dragon? Boy. Uh, right. And you know, you, you, I think there's a lot of people that treat this like a joke question and say whatever they think is funny, but I'm not here to do that. I'm deadly serious. Uh, look, I mean, I think, I think Vanilla Ice is, was a lot of show, you know, his was a lot of, I'm covering for not having, um, the charisma mm. that I need. I'm, I'm putting it into my hair. I'm carving little parts of my eyebrow. Out. All show, no go. Yeah. Robert Robert Patrick, he didn't. He, now look, he dyed it stark white. <laughs> He's having fun with it. Yeah, but it's understated. It's not this this ten foot tall thing. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Robert on this one. Uh, pa- Pat- Patrick. Yeah, the Shadow T-T. Master. Yeah, I I think the he white wore guy it. with the Asian name in this, in this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Well. <laughs> Come on, what, like, what are we going to do? Cast an Asian person? <laughs> what are we going to do? Insane. Cast an Asian guy as the Asian immortal shadow master? Mm, Fuck no, that. no, 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 no. Let's get the T-1000 in here. But, hell of a flat top. Hell of a flat top. Would you believe that uh, Yukich, or, uh, which is also another name this director has, only di- directed concert films before and after this and never did another narrative-based movie? Could you believe that? that uh, that this guy had never directed an actual uh, s- like cinematic uh, story. I'm hoping and praying this is just a hypothetical you're giving me. <laughs> um, I could believe it. <laughs> yeah. But please tell me he made more movies. 
He's he only oh. made concert films, brother. I'm no, sorry. No, before no. and after this, like for big names like Peter Gabriel and Genesis and oh, U2 well. and you know, to- is there a lot of like uh, uh, crawling through vent footage? <laughs> Yeah. Put the camera behind you. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah you sh- shimmy yourself into that vent, darling. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. You'll sing no, the, no, no. the song from in there. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would I do that? <laughs> Trust me. You ever seen Double Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be true to the source material. Yeah. This is what Marion does. Oh, um, for the listening public. Can you please describe to us a Bobo? Okay. All right. Well, let's... Okay. Original <laughs> arcade game. Yeah. Um, very strong man, yeah. right? Uh, large. Uh, mm-hmm. Bigger bigger sprite than, than the other characters. Mm-hmm. Kind of has a Fu Manchu mustache, I think. Yeah. Um, when you see him in the game, it's a, it's a uh-oh, we got to fight a Bobo. In this movie, he starts out as a fairly imposing, like, punk rock-looking guy. Yeah, borderline neo-Nazi, I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kind yeah. of a neo-Nazi grift Hannon. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he is mutated. Yeah. Now, this is tough, because here's a thing that I actually don't like what people, that people do. Anytime something looks... I don't know, bulgy or veiny or gross. They describe it as a ball sack. <laughs> and they, they throw it around yeah. uh, too much, right? Yeah. Like, it'll be like, ooh, that guy got a bad haircut. He looks like a ball sack. I don't know what else to call a Bobo, man. I mean, it's... It looks it's like very, a mi- his head is like a micro penis attached to two giant yes. testicles. It's very... T- testicular geni- genitalia like yeah uh, and 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 sl- he seems very slimy he seems like yeah, uh, uh, bad to touch not something yeah. you want to touch or be around or smell certainly um uh, he he uh, visually invokes the odor of <laughs> and again and i hate to say this i know it's a go-to for a lot of like hacky stuff looks like he smells like a ball sack this, and that's gross. This would be a great place for a manscaped ad, but they oh. don't sponsor the show. I'm sorry. Because so, we could have crop preserver and all that sort of shit. But, uh, don't look like an abobo. With yeah, abobo. exactly. Yeah. Hey, Matt, tell He's, me more about abobo. But first, let's talk about <laughs> manscaped. I, but I, let's talk about your abobo. <laughs> you're right. He's absolutely just disgusting. And, and does not, to me, I mean, I understand that he's it's muscles. But like his, I guess, what is it, like his traps or whatever or like above his ears. Yeah, yeah. And and he looks pained. Like it looks painful. It looks like. Swollen. Just a tumored, awful. Yeah. He, 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 in a sense, becomes less imposing because he looks like you should be like mercy killing him. Yeah, like Gina Davis should show up with a shotgun at some point in this movie, and he should just put the gun, the gun to his head. And, yes. Yeah. Well, that's the weirdest part, right, is he's kind of this imposing figure, and then they mutate him into this horrible monster who's supposed to be kind of a villain. 
And then the movie, I I would maybe I imagine they looked at the costume or the makeup and they were like, uh, this is kind of a joke now. And so then he just becomes the fart gag of the movie. Yeah. He's the living embodiment of a fart gag where Alyssa Milano brawless is just force feeding him spinach until like waterboarding him with spinach. Mm hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> she's like, just eat up, eat up. And then he's like shitting himself and farting and puking and crying. And, and I'm like, this is really fucking weird. It's fucked up. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucked like up. Torture. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, they, they have him hey. strapped and they're just like, this guy's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know anything. Just, yeah, just mercy kill him. Let him die. He's suffering. Right. Yeah, and then and then he has like a a, a turn. He he becomes he's a face turn. A, a good guy. Yep, turns baby oh, face. Which is, and he never turns back into a man. He's he's stuck <laughs> no. in this horrible form. <laughs> and they never try to cure him at all. They never like we'll find the cure for you, Bobo. Nothing. And that's so weird too, because like this is so like a, a Bobo in the game is r- a big. He's very big, but he's a he's a human. I, I never, <laughs> never playing the game thought this is a monster. He, no. So what? He's just like a big. He's like a wrestler almost, with just giant yeah, traps and, like, and a big bald the, head. Yeah. The guy that played him was fine. It's fine. Like that. Yeah. Like you know, it's not exactly like he is in the game, but it's like okay, yeah, they got a big strong dude to be a Bobo. Like okay, that's. That's yeah. fine. It's not. It's not a a a, a woman playing a, a fish in you know or <laughs> right. like a Super Mario situation. This yeah. is close enough. And yeah. then they're like, "But what if it wasn't? <laughs> what if we screwed up?" <laughs> it's, it's, it's so bizarre. Um, the peak humor of this movie is, of course, they are Billy and Jimmy Lee. And this movie applies the logic of most dog films, which is if you have a uh, St. Bernard and a Cocker Spaniel, then most of the litter is going to be a St. Bernard, but one of them is going to be a Cocker Spaniel. Uh, this movie applies the same logic to human beings because apparently somebody in their family was Asian, but one brother came out 100% yeah. Scott uh, Fox or whatever the fuck is his name uh, from Party of Five. Party of Five. And the other one came out as the guy from John Wick 3. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> and they never explain this relationship at all. Not at all. And their dad was an archaeologist and he found a magic pendant, which has the power of the double dragon. But this ancient shadow lord which was also his assistant his, their dad's assistant one of the know, man. pendant and murdered the father but they're raised by understand. this asian lady who's not their mom and it's not what maybe five years older than 10 years older than yeah, them? Right. Ten, 10 years older and yeah. looking great looks great yeah she's always been a beautiful lady yeah you're right i thought for sure she was a, a love interest at first like, or at least would, one of them would, yeah would become that you know no they kill her uh they kill her, and I guess she's their mom, or you know, like yeah, she raised them, but doesn't mother. yeah, doesn't really make sense. Um, but the peak humor of the movie is since they're the Lee brothers, even though one of them is very clearly the whitest guy who's ever lived. Um, they refer to each other as ugly and homely. It would yeah. That Which is, is weird because when That's the concept really is first introduced, it's a joke that the villains make at their expense 
not within earshot of the heroes, <laughs> but the heroes later adopt it. And like, where the fuck did you even hear this? Uh, this is 2007, maybe they're MySpace or something. Yeah, it could be. Uh, a Bobo after, because a Bobo was very pleased with himself for understanding the joke. Yes. Uh, maybe he went and posted it somewhere, AOL message board or something. M- muscular people are stupid. Yeah, that's and, always true. And the more muscular you get, the more gross and stupid you are. You become much dumber. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, John Mallory Asher is the guy who first drops the uh, ugly and homely joke. He plays this uh, weird, sniveling goon who disappears at some point in the movie, and we never see yeah, him. Yeah, right. He's best known as playing Gary in the USA television adaptation with Vanessa Angel of Weird Science. And for being oh, in the most... Best lo- known, huh? <laughs> for being in the most lopsided couple of all time, because in 1999, he married peak Jenny McCartney. Hey. Uh, I have to imagine this was like a 90-day fiancé sort of situation. Good for him. And that which only means that basic cable in 1999 was the equivalent of Bulgaria, that he was trying to break into the mainstream. It's like, I got to get off USA. I got to get on into MTV. And he tried to marry Jenny McCartney. They were married for a number of years. Uh, I think the kid that she has that uh, that ended up sparking all the anti-vax weirdness, I think it's his kid, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about wow. that. Wow. Um, so he really changed the world. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. You it's gave us a television him. adaptation of Weird Science. Uh, you starred in Double Dragon and disappeared from the movie at some point. And yeah, you gave us uh, the world's leading anti-vaxxer. So right, and in, and in some ways, this is your fault. Yeah, yeah. You, you've killed at Where, least 700,000 yeah, people, yeah. John. The Woo! blood is on his hands yeah. alone, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was a Terminator situation, you'd be going back to stop that orgasm. Yeah, right. Or Yeah, you would kill the baby. You right? killed Jenny or, McCartney. Or mom. Yeah, yeah, you killed Jenny McCartney in 1999. Because there's no other way to... <laughs> Can't stop Do it. it. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd have to kill uh, uh, Asher's mom in 1950 or 60 or 70 or whatever. 60 or whatever. Well, and we're getting down a, in a dangerous hole of Terminator plot. Uh, not here's holes, the problem. Guess, if you kill like him before he makes weird science, does the world get Vanessa Angel, who would star in Kingpin? Say. Oh, well. Okay, so you're right. So yeah, that's a good point. I think you're, that, that Skynet was probably playing out a lot of, ooh, but I don't want to lose that sitcom <laughs> yeah. or movie or film yeah, or whatever. Right, yeah, mm, Kingpin's really funny. Yeah, yeah, King, yeah, Kingpin's pretty great. She goes into the refrigerator and she comes out and her nipples are hard. And then the same thing happens to Randy Quaid. Can't lose that from the culture. Uh, so, yeah, so we got to keep him alive long enough to, for Vanessa Angel. So you could kill him in 96, basically, just phew. Okay. You still get Double Dragon. You still get uh, Weird Science. And uh, you don't get uh, uh, COVID-19. Right. (laughs) But then, what's my uncle going to do on Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I Mm, recognize, now, I don't know, you're a Midwest boy. I don't know exactly where you're from. Uh, myself being here in sunny tropical Akron, Ohio, I recognize a great many of the lo- real locations of this because oh, cool. 
Shuko's Tower is actually Tower City in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. And all of the river stuff is took place in the Cuyahoga River. It's all Cleveland. And they put matte paintings and they put some really early 90s digital shit over top of it. But it's definitely downtown Cleveland. Am I correct that that river actually has caught fire? It, I, think, I think like in the 60s or 70s, yeah, it caught fire. Cool. There's been a major reclamation project on that river now. And it's frequently rated as one of the cleaner rivers in hey. the country. But all anybody so remembers is the Burning River, thanks to Randy Newman, who made a song about it. Burn on, Great River. Short people. Oh. Oh, yeah. Short people have no were, reason. Were, which is about stoked? Cleveland as well. Yeah. Uh. Were they stoked about this movie then? <laughs> when they light the river on fire? Uh, I think in the early 90s, they were taking what they could get. We'd eventually get okay. like some all of the right. Marvel movies. You know, you'd get avengers was filmed here and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah parts of one of the matrix movies uh so i think that uh i think that they kind of in 1990 whatever they were like yeah yeah we'll take that money sure yeah well, we're, that. we're losing the browns yeah we'll take your money it's double dragon it's gonna be huge. <laughs> it's gonna be huge everybody's gonna see cleveland um there's not one single passable performance in this movie and there's not a great you know, you think Double Dragon, you think martial arts. It's a beat em up. It's a beat em up game. Right. You think a lot All of like. All you do is punch and kick. Punch, kick, spin, kick. And eventually in Super Double Dragon, I think you could do like a jujitsu toss and some other stuff. And your power meter would get high and you'd go berserk and you'd beat the shit out of a bunch of guys. You'd pick up weapons. Uh, a great genre of game that basically doesn't exist anymore now that we live in a 3D world. And that could make for a really fun movie. These guys don't do very much fighting in this movie because our boy from Party of Five cannot do martial arts. Cannot. Which you, which you would think would be a requirement uh, for a uh, Double Dragon movie. Now, the other fella's decent, I feel like. He does some flipping around and stuff. Yeah, he's kind of on his own, though. <laughs> right, right, right. It's definitely supposed to be a duo situation. <laughs> but he seems like he Well, I guess that's why he's there, right? Like that's why they're like, okay, we'll get we'll get hey, we'll get this party five guy in here. It's gonna be yeah. great. And we gotta get a guy that can at least like throw a punch. Yeah. For the other through the other one. Um and I guess I guess if we have to cast an Asian, like <laughs> Yes, you do, yes. Yeah, yeah. How about two? Well, you know, in Double Dragon, one of them's blonde and one of them's dark hair. That's true. I so. guess they are, act but they are Lee. It is Lee. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know Lee's that are. And Scott Fox or whatever, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, he doesn't have blonde hair. So they're just both brunettes in this, mm -hmm. which kind of defeats the purpose of, well, we got to cast one of them as white because uh, Billy, I think, is obviously white. And it's like, okay, well, then can you cast a blonde who can do martial arts? No, no. We're gonna get Why? This. Why would we do that? Why? What? what? Um, if you, since you love this movie, uh, if you had to give yeah, it a score to ten, what would you give it? Where does it rank for you? Not much Isn't to this one, buddy. You're gonna. Hey, this is my number one. Holy! This shit. is a three point seven. <laughs> I and let me tell you. Oh no! I here's look. Yeah, when you're rating movies, right? <laughs> yeah. You got to decide where you're gonna come from. You know, yeah, is it gonna yeah. be an objective rating? Yeah. Or is it? Your enjoyment watching these films. I went with my level of enjoyment. I okay. had fun <laughs> watching this. I think if you get some friends together and you sit down and watch Double Dragon, you're going to have a good time. 
you're going to get to be a nasty pervert and it's not even your fault. Yeah. Uh, I think the movie is slightly self-aware at times in a way that's fun. It's colorful. <laughs> there's hey, there's it's other true. movies on this list that I don't want to look at at all and are so boring I couldn't stand it. I think I know which one you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I, honestly, if it's up to me, if, yeah. if, if, if it falls to me, we could breeze through that one in about three minutes. That's the plan. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 I had a good time. Remember the part? I got, hold on. They wrote some things down. Let me, go ahead, go ahead. Remember the part where he goes, they're walking around, right? They, they leave somewhere and they're, they're trying to get away. Yeah. But then there's like a ransom out for them or, or, or a reward for catching them. And they walk into this area and there's all these bad guys, right? And they're going to fight him. And one of them says, one of the, the Lee brothers says, don't you guys own a watch? And the guy lifts up his arm and he has like four watches and he goes, yeah, I own a watch. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know why he asked if they have a watch. Yeah. I don't know why he had so many. I don't know what was going on. Um, I think it's, it's not funny, but it's funny that they did it in a movie that the news channel is 69. Yes. Th- that's insane. That's insane. And that is just more, more proof to me that it's like, this is just some dude going like, I don't care about this. Uh, 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 oh, uh, I don't remember enough about what I wrote down there. The, there's a part, though, where a guy says, like a son, I can always have another, but there's only one double dragon, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Because there, there's not one double dragon. <laughs> there's two. Yeah. And you can't yeah. have another son. Like, I think it might have been Robert Patrick's, uh, uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, uh, yeah. The shadow man that, that yeah. said it. Uh, I'm so sorry. I know we're wrapping up. I <laughs> no no. Go what ahead. does the amulet do? It yeah. turns because for bad guy, it like turns him into like flat Stanley, and he can like he turns two D slides yeah. around. And he can possess what, people, and he can possess people. Yeah. Then he gets the other half. So yeah. now he's full power, and he can turn into two little monster men. Two, yeah, kind of samurai monster guys, yeah. They get beat up. Yeah, yeah, he gets. Well, what kicked. is? I, uh, half can't... of the amulet is the mind amulet, and the other half is the body amulet. And so, the one, if you, the one brother can possess people, and the other brother is like indestructible, I guess. And if you combine it, then they can possess people, and they're indestructible. And they do like a little Power Rangers, get a little suit. I don't know. I None of that is in the actual original video game. Uh-uh. They're just like two street toughs who have a martial arts school who try to rescue their girlfriend and have to beat the shit out of a bunch of punks. That's it. I'm sorry. I, look, I, <laughs> unlike some other films, I could probably talk about this one all day. Get, get, get us out of here. What's your rating? <laughs> Um, I'm at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I give this a 0.0 out of 10, which I very rarely do. I did not watch this with a group of friends and enjoy my experience and laugh my ass off. I was watching this in the cold, hard light of day by myself Mm. in a pair of uh, chubby's athleisure wear. 
just sitting there going, oh, God, when is this going to be over? And uh, it's my worst of the week. I, I, I agree with everything you said, <laughs> but I've derived no enjoyment from it. And normally that's the kind of movie where I would like, ah, oh, whatever, fuck it, let's go along with it and laugh at it. For whatever reason, man, this just, it just dragged on. It's not that long of a movie. Mm -mm. Probably about 90 minutes. Yeah. Man, if you told me this was two hours and 15 minutes, I would, <laughs> I would have believed you. It was like, I did, I, I'll tell you what, I did watch this in two, two sittings, oh, too, so that maybe that helped. helps. Maybe it breaks it up a little yeah. bit. Then it becomes just a, like a bad TV show, a bad miniseries. <gasps> I watch it in double, 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 dra you gotta oh, watch it double dragon style. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. That's yeah. what it's all, yeah, okay. There's, yeah, there's, you can watch it in multiple sittings, but there's still one movie, and it sucks, and it is called Double Dragon. It's the worst of the Bravo. week. Bravo. Uh, uh, let's move on to uh, basically the same thing. 1994's yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter, which currently has an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Stephen E. D'Souza. Uh, I tweeted out, now this is kind of bonkers here, so I didn't tag Mr. D'Souza at all. I just tweeted out that uh, Marvel movies, all Marvel movies are about one degree away from being Street Fighter the movie. I get that. And the first that. person who liked that tweet was Stephen D. Azusa. Oh, he's got a Google mark. alert. <laughs> yeah. He's got it set up. So, he's probably listening. And uh, we'll, we'll get to my thoughts on this, Mr. D'Souza. It's a screen with a screenplay by Stephen D. Azusa. There's nobody else. He's the writer, director, sole credits. Wow. It is the triumphant return of late great Raul Julia. So let's just get out of the way is the best oh, fucking part of this movie. Absolutely incredible. It's he, so good. He 100% knows what movie he's in and feels like he's in control at all times, and it's fantastic. He's, he's, and, and truly, and it's his, no, he's, he's fun. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. He's, he's scary. Yes. He's like imposing. Yeah. Uh, man, there is, there is a movie, right? Like there's a, a alternate universe movie where the rest of it, <clears throat> is as good as what he's doing exactly. and it's like a classic exactly That's and like in like we're having conversations now like they're doing another street fighter who nobody can be as <laughs> raul julia yeah. which i guess they would say now but not in the same you know what yeah I mean? right like, oh yeah PG-13, now playing at theaters everywhere. And there's at least two different universes. There's one where it's a completely comedic performance, and you're like, it's an all-time classic. And there's one where it, he's an absolutely terrifying yeah. villain. And Dude, you're like, the, the Tuesday line. Oh, my God, yeah. What is that even doing in this movie? <laughs> I don't have any idea. It's um, so good. It's also a triumph for return of Ming-Na Wen, who, who's in Mulan and Mando now and a bunch of stuff. And uh, she's pretty much wasted in this because she's actually a good actress and can do some stunt stuff and 
It's pretty great. And she plays Chun Li, and she's kind of, yeah, it's just wasted. It's also Triumph Return of Simon Callow, lasting in Ace Ventura 2. It's about the same tier here for him. It was released December 23rd, 1994, on a budget. Now, keep in mind, this is in 1994. This thing had a budget of $35 million. Mm. And it wasn't a monster success, but it made $99 million. So it wasn't a giant flop either. I, I guess in my mind, I thought it was a flop because this is one I didn't see in theaters, but I did see it immediately on home I, video. I did. Yeah, I definitely saw it in theaters. I mean, I guess Jean-Claude's still that's true. a bankable star. Yeah, that's at, true. At this this is kind of like his heyday, right? This is like time mm-hmm. cop era. Yeah. International caricatures fight their way through a spoof that may or may not be aware it's a spoof. Agree. This was the day that I learned that criminals uh, can't tell the difference between plastic ner- Nerf guns and real actual weapons. Are they? <laughs> I was like, and am I to? Wouldn't you pick understand? it up and be like, "This isn't a gun. This is plastic." Is are Ken and Ryu arms dealers? Ken and Ryu. <laughs> Now, I, I get that they're Basically like the protagonist of Street Fighter in a way. Uh, right. Are, yeah, right, for yeah, sure. Yeah, gun runners. Yeah, they're arms, they're national because, arms dealers. <laughs> they're because terrorists. they're familiar with Sagat. Like, they know yes. him. So, so they must be, because, right, they set it up, like, they talk later, like, oh, we're a couple of hustlers. We're just trying to trick people. But, like, you can't no. be ingratiated into the world of selling illegal firearms without having sold some illegal firearms you can only sell a despot or a terrorist one box of nerf guns uh, once and then you're dead so uh, presumably up until this point they were selling actual weapons to uh horrible there's no other way that this makes (laughs) sense they are terrible terrible men yeah 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 uh at least one of them is asian if I remember correctly, I think Ryu is Ryu Asian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One's a white guy uh, who looks nothing like Ken, and no. one of them is Ryu. It's like uh, it's a middle-aged man pretending to be Ken for some reason, and uh, and of course we get uh, Guile, who's played by he's Belgian, right? Isn't that what Jean Claude Van Damme is? Isn't he Belgian? That's I think muscles from Brussels, man. Oh yeah, and um. He's playing American Marine <laughs> or Air Force yep. Captain Colonel Guile or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, who, yeah. who is now relocated as being a part of the not UN, uh, the AN, I think, is or IN or something. Uh, uh, I never noticed. I just assumed it was the UN. I, t- I, the I think whole it's time AN. Was... I think it's Allied Nations instead of UN, but they wear the blue helmets and it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, does this movie know that it's really more of like a weird... Austin Powers. It's basically Austin Powers yeah. before Austin Powers. Does it know that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or, or not everybody does. Not it, like some people might, but they didn't tell enough people to make that like work throughout the film. You yes, know? right. Raul Julia is definitely Doctor Evil, though, right? Like he is. Oh yeah. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because he's he's hamming it up in such a great way, uh, and yeah, totally silly and like, right, Cobra Commander. Uh, maybe he's the only one. Maybe he's the one that knows what's happening here. The 
One semi-clever thing I thought in the script, other than I would agree that I think M. Bison gets a couple of clever, funny lines. I think it's a couple of clever, kind of scary lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole confrontation where Chen Li's village and basically major parts of her province were destroyed by M. Bison uh, years ago, and she's been pursuing revenge ever since. And the clever thing is... <clears throat> because this is a trope in movies that just bothers the shit out of me, is Chun-Li has never revealed herself to be a fighter. So M. Bison is like, you have always had, I I know who you are, you've always had these hired goons who've been around you the whole time, and like, you really think someone who's never fought a fight in her life could take me on or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then come to find out she's actually like uh, this, you know, Kung Fu master or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's a semi-clever reveal because it really fucking bothers me in these movies where it's like, well, if you're, if you're pursuing revenge and you're spending all of your time training and part of the underworld and fighting, they're going to kind of see you <laughs> coming, yeah, right? right. You're not right. going to like sneak in and, and, and ingratiate yourself with the guy who killed your people and then suddenly turn on him, he's going to be like, well, of course. So she spent her entire life pretending to be kind of this ineffectual, I hate to say it, but woman. Yes, and, but you're right. She's playing a stereotype, sort of. She's Yeah, and then turns out she's actually a badass, and he didn't know that, and he gets caught with his pants down and escapes by the skin of his teeth. I like that. Of course, there is the famous line of when, when Bison visited your village it was the most, and he says it with like this, like weird faux empathy. Of course, it would yeah, be the most right. significant, important day of your life. As he's like mixing a martini, but for me, it was just a Tuesday. And it's like, holy shit! Awesome. Well, there's another implication there too, right? Which is he actually does remember because he remembers what fucking day it happened. Well, I mean, does he? Or is he just, is Tuesday he just, say just, it was the just most Tuesday. boring day? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, though, it's a cold fucking line. And it's so, it's just one, because that is kind of like, it almost satirical of, of revenge movies, action movies, right? Because that would happen all the time. They, yes. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know. Like, it, I don't know. It's a really good way to like flip well, that it's like on the, its Well, it's like in Batman 89, he's like, uh, don't you remember you made me or whatever? And he's like, you made me first. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you killed my parents. And he's like, I was just a kid when I killed you. Uh, Jack Napier's killed a lot of fucking people. Yeah, right. So how is he like, oh, your parents. Okay, I remember. Right. I, well, I guess maybe you saw it in the papers, right? So uh, That was the Waynes? Right. Or he doesn't know he's, whatever. The- but this is subverting that, right? Where he's like, yeah, I don't remember us. who the fuck you are. And there's a similar, like... It's a similar line in one of the Marvel movies where Thanos is like, I don't even yeah. know who you are. Yeah. And I really believe, I'm not joking when I say this, this movie is like, with the humor, because there's the one scene where M. Bison is, uh, you've got uh, Miguel Nunez, who's behind M. Bison. And he's like, uh, well, it's just me and you now, DJ. Oh, yeah. And then he, he's like, <laughs> he's like looking around. <laughs> he's like, Takes just right around the fuck he's going to get out of there. That's like there's there's some of the Marvel humor yeah. in this movie where it's like, well, we're kind of embarrassed that we're making this. And is it you know, Marvel constantly has to remind you of like, this is pretty stupid. And this movie kind of has that same sensibility of like, yeah, this is pretty this is pretty dumb, right? Yeah. 
And so I, by I the think, way, I did not know that was supposed to be DJ until that point. Me either, because uh, he looks movie. nothing like DJ from, uh-uh. I think, Street Fighter Alpha or, uh, yeah. or Turbo or one of them. And because uh, this is like basically Street Fighter 2, but by the time this came out, like Turbo and Alpha right. and Championship Edition come out. So they actually, like Cammy is brought in, all these other characters who were not in the original Street Fighter 2 release. Uh, which I think every uh, child that was between the ages of 10 and 20 in 1992 uh, had or played at the arcade. Oh, yeah. It's also, it is funny. I mean, obviously they wouldn't, but like, it should be called Street Fighter 2, the movie. They did make that, though. It's an animated one. It's called Street Fighter 2, the movie. Oh, well, okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. this is so far from... The original. I mean, it is Street Fighter 2. Like, oh, it's all 100%. of everything in it is from that. Yeah. It's the um, World Warrior, which they could have just, I guess, called it Street Fighter the World Warrior, which is what the, true. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 is actually called. Street Fighter 2 the World Warrior. Yeah. Um, we'll write him a letter. We'll write him a <laughs> Why did you not call change it? Change that. I can just, apparently, I can just tweet Steven D'Souza and be like, oh, yeah. Steve, why didn't you well, call hey, it Street Fighter the World Warrior? <laughs> Yeah, like you said, he's listening. Ask him right now. <laughs> Steve, I know you're listening. Your Google alerts. And I, I'm not going to fault you on it. I'm not making fun of you. Oh, you think I don't got a Matt F. Bosler <laughs> Google alert set up? Come on. Of course Matt I F. do. Bosler TikTok. <laughs> it's, yeah, every day I'm checking that thing. And then from now on, it'll be Matt F. Bosler Mangianos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you that Mangiano sponsorship. You know how Applebee's has that very terrible TikTok commercial? Uh, I oh, want to get you a Mangiano's TikTok yeah, commercial, brother. That's what I'm pleased. Never and can't, never been there. Probably won't. <laughs> I mean, I'll check it out if I'm ever out that way. What but. you mean is you've always gone there. That's your number one restaurant that you like to hit on the road. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good, and I love their like, maybe burgers or something. Linguini pasta. Yes, Mangianos. that's linguine. <laughs> yep. Mangiano's the burger. The burgers. Mm-hmm. I love their shrimp tacos. <laughs> shit, shit. Um, Remember when uh, Chun Li um, <laughs> put that bomb in that truck and just sent it into a tent? <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't didn't make it. It <laughs> didn't reach the tent. I remember that. I also remember her and E Honda and uh, Balrog uh, warning them first, which uh-huh. just seems to be like kind of yeah. counterproductive. Of just why don't you just kill him? Yeah, and and I mean I know that I think they were all bad guys in there, or we're all supposed to be, but like it still seems a little like that's pretty brutal to just blow. It was a gun drug carnival in the middle of nowhere that M. Bison set up where he's like, let's bring all the warlords together and we're going to have a weird tent party with belly dancers. Yeah, there were probably like servers and stuff there. That's true. Maybe enslaved people. Yeah. And then, yeah, she sent the truck. They all run away or whatever. And the trucks come in and then it like stops 10 feet from the place and explodes. Yeah. Ineffectual. I I don't know. (laughs) Guile uh, was one of my favorite characters from the video game, of course. The Sonic Boom and Sonic Uppercut mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. And I, I loved him. And he would comb his hair. And it was all great. And he would be like, go back home and learn how to fight. And he'd be like, yeah. And he'd kick somebody into some crates on his level. And you'd be like, this is amazing. I never imagined him as Jean-Claude Van Damme. But I guess it kind of makes sense because of the kicking. Because Jean-Claude oh, was famous yeah. for his kicking. He was a huge star. Uh, There's he- certainly a visual 
similarity, I guess. He was famously Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, which was originally supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme, and the game was supposed to be built around Jean-Claude Van Damme, and then he pulled out. So I think he did this movie because he kind of shit the bed on Mortal Kombat. So he ends up in the the basically the competitor of Mortal Kombat's movie, and we'll get to Mortal Kombat the movie. Uh, I grew up watching Jean Claude Van Damme movies: Bloodsport, Kickboxer, Hard Target, uh, Time Cop, uh, Lionheart, down the line. I think he forgot how to speak English in this movie. I don't understand why he's so much more intelligible in every other movie he made, other than maybe his first. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Where, where is this accent coming from? Yeah. Well, I, right. The like behind the scenes stuff is that he was just on. He had a ten thousand dollar a week coke habit. Oh, are you shitting me? It, no, no, no. It, it was a big problem. It was like a big problem on set, and he'd be late to set all the time, and uh, everyone said he was real hard to work with. Okay, uh, that makes so much more sense because it definitely yeah. seems like the beginning of the movie is setting him up as our main character for sure. Yes. And then at some point it just shifts to being a very vague ensemble and he well, disappears. And it, yeah. It's like, Hey, we're going to fake your death. And then we don't have to worry about you for <laughs> yeah. 30, 40 minutes of this movie. So do you think that that was like a, uh, we don't know how to deal with this fucking guy. So we're going to shift the story away from him. Yeah. I mean, they said then it's, you know, it's IMDb trivia. So again, who knows, but right. like they were saying like they would have to find other things to shoot, uh, when he wouldn't show up. So I would, I would imagine, you know, yeah, they would run out of actual scenes to shoot and needed to do something. And maybe you give, uh, E Honda a little more screen time now. <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of E Honda. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> and when I get the Dalsim origin story, who's a villain, but maybe not. Is uh, a scientist now. And do they blow up? I seem to think that they die at the end, though. Him yes. and Blanca and, 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 die. <laughs> so, okay. Bl- okay. Dalsim <laughs> is a scientist, correct? That's, he, he runs yeah. the experiments that turn Charlie... Yeah. A separate character in, in Street Fighter. Correct. But in this, turns him into Blanca, the, yeah. the, the green Brazilian uh, monster. monster. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thankfully, Guile learned a thing or two from uh, Double Dragon. He is going to mercy kill Blanca, shoot him right in the fucking head. Yeah, it got dark real quick, though, didn't it? I was like, what the fuck? Whoa! And like, yeah, Dalsim's like begging for his life. He's he like, goes, he goes, no, I'm going to end this for you, right. Charlie. <laughs> And, and he goes so, right to right. killing him, right so, to killing him. As soon as he sees him, hey Charlie, don't worry. And then yeah, Charlie's like, whoa, 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 hey. <laughs> I'll learn to live with it. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but then, so yeah, Dull seems like, hey, Guile, don't don't kill him. Yeah, let me blow up in a building with him. Right? I mean, essentially, right? It's like. He's like, I have to pay, I have to atone for the sins that I committed. And you think Which like I, he's going to like watch over him in the real yes, world. Right. That but is how I took that. They just sit in the corner and wait for the building to blow up. Cool. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? Why did he save Blanca's life to then just decide, well, we both should die, I think. 
Yeah, we want to die together. I man, I don't know. Because he could have just part. said, "Hey, guy, I'll kill him and then kill me." Because I'm now a yeah. mutant too. We'll put our heads together, save you a bullet. I got a giant green bag of of it says uh, DNA mutation danger DNA <laughs> mutation goo right on the bag, and he got it on him. So now his arms stretch, apparently. And I mean. Blanca's been watching videos of like picnics and uh, yeah. amusement parks, so he's not all bad. How would you describe the makeup of Blanca? <laughs> the actual facial uh, uh, effect? Well, I like to be positive. There's a lot of negativity in the world, right? Yeah. So I like yeah. to be positive. If I threw a Halloween party and somebody showed up in that costume, I would say, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like, if your now, buddy showed up like that, you'd be like, wow, pretty good job, man. That's neat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you do that yourself. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, if you said, yeah, man, I think it's movie quality, I might go, well, come on. Okay. It's good, but like, where did nobody's. F- where did $40 million go here? Yeah. Yeah. If he said, <laughs> if he said, thanks, I spent $40 million on it, <laughs> then I would be like, whoa, whoa hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you got ripped off. <laughs> that is the other weird thing about this. Now, I imagine a big chunk of that goes to Jean-Claude. Yes. I imagine a chunk of it goes to Raul Julia. I imagine a giant chunk of it goes to, like, filming in actual foreign countries. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where the rest of this goes, because this movie looks cheap as fuck. This movie looks like, at certain scenes, it looks like a television show, and you're mm-hmm. like, this had an actual budget. What the fuck happened here? Yeah, I mean, right. I guess... I I guess it went up Jean's nose. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be for all of those CRTVs that are in M. Bison's lair. Right. Well, man, you're right, man. All the, like, panels and every all the, like, button stuff just looked so... And they used, like, an arcade stick at one point. That's fine. But everything else just looks like... Yeah, chintzy, little flimsy, little dumb. All of these movies at some point have to add in some video game element to them to the point where Mario says, Luigi, where'd you get reflexes like that? Even And the, there's a whole weird subplot about Luigi being a conspiracy theorist and like a QAnon believer. And that's you're so like, funny. That is so funny. Yeah, that, that's he's like, oh, that. video games. And then in Double Dragon, when they fight in the lair, there's just an actual Double, Double Dragon, Dragon video game arcade yeah. cabinet. And you're like, Wait, what? And then in this movie, M. Bison's like weapon he uses in the clown car from <laughs> Super yes. Mario World is the fucking arcade cabinet pad. Yeah, it's because it's like, hey guys, remember it's a uh, video game, cool, right? <laughs> like, what? Yes, man. Yeah, why do you keep? Why do you like? Yeah, hey, remember? Remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm know, fucking that's why, here. It's yeah. <laughs> why. That's how I convinced my mom. To bring right. me here because I was, she could either buy me a sixty dollar uh, cartridge or bring me to a five dollar fucking matinee movie. And she's like, "We'll just watch the movie." Fuck. And then they did make a game. That's right. After this movie, there is Street Fighter the movie, the game <laughs> yes. that you can play. Yeah, the, the, so that is a Mortal Kombat ripoff. Yes, it's the digitized actors. Yeah, yeah, which is very bizarre, right? Jean Claude Van Damme. Was supposed to make a game with Midway. He flaked out on them. That ended up becoming Mortal Kombat. 
he then decides to make a video game movie, but it's not gonna, he's not gonna play Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. He's gonna play Guile in Street Fighter. Then they make a game based on Street Fighter the movie, which is based on Street Fighter 2, and they call it Street Fighter the Game the Movie, and they rip off Mortal Kombat. And it's bad. And it's a very bad game. Yeah. Um, it's the shit. Man, it's a, okay. I think like this movie, right, to a thing that we've seen a sort of a multitude of ways to adapt a video game. Yeah. And this is this one is 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 a, a different kind of weird thing where I feel like this seems certainly written as a Street Fighter movie, right? Yes. There's no they're yeah. not adapting anything else. But just that weird like okay, we need we have to put like or like Dalsim in here. So he's a he'll just be this scientist and We'll make him stretch. And then we have Balrog, and he's uh, a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a fake cameraman, and E Honda. And then, right, DJ is the second in command to. And it's just all this weird, like, why didn't you just do it? Like, Balrog didn't even have to be there. I mean, I, mean, I appreciate sort of in a way, because, you know, they'll adapt things and leave so many characters out yes, in a way right. that's kind of like, ah, come on, just throw them in there. So, right, it's like, it's cool that you tried to get them all, so many of them in the movie, but if they're not even going to be, if you're just going to kind of put their name on a different character that, like, dresses like them, right. like Zangief, right? Like, he's, that's not, he's, he's a strong Russian man, but that's, character-wise, he's not that. He doesn't work for M. Bison. He's not in no. Shadaloo. Right. Uh, and I don't know what that, like, for filmmakers, right, to do that. Like, why they would think, oh, people love this game. They've gotten past, okay, we can't make a fish into a woman. That's, they don't like that. <laughs> Let's so not have weird electric cars off of a weird power grid. Because both Double Dragon and Super Mario have the exact same fucking cars. Double Dragon has trash cars, right? They and the TV put- screens with the characters, the protagonist's face appears as wanted signs in both movies. They got away from that. They're like, ah, fuck that. We'll do a, we'll do a boat this time. We'll do an invisible boat. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, then they just do like, okay, so it, it, it's Ken and Ryu. The, the face of the, of, the, of the games. Yeah, yeah. And they dress like them. Yeah. But they're not that. They're just these, again, arms dealers. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it's just such a weird, like, there is a story to the game. Like, it's not yeah, there is. Yeah. super fleshed out at this point or anything. But, you know, you could, you could do it. Uh, and I just feel like, how, why wouldn't they know that that's just going to upset people more than they're going to be like, whoa, Ryu was in it. Why yeah, wouldn't was, but yeah, why wouldn't you just pick Ken and Ryu? And there's a word, I mean, this sounds like Mortal Kombat, but this came out before Mortal Kombat, yeah, the movie, where there's a fucking world tournament and they have yes. to go around the world and fight people. And people on the way, some of them are protagonist and some of them are antagonist, and they, they're ultimately trying to fight their way to M. Bison, the dictator of Shondaloo, whatever the fuck his fake nation is. Shadaloo. Shadaloo, that's right. Thank you. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, make a movie that way. I don't understand. And that's right. Like, you get Dulcim in there by having him be one of the fights. 
Yeah. And and they beat Delcim, but barely. And Delcim's like, yeah, hey, good fight. You're a great warrior. And so then he's still this, the right character. Like, he's not like... I think people would rather have that than that he's just some rando scientist with the name that can stretch. I don't know. I'm getting in the weeds here, but... <laughs> No, no, you're right. Like all these movies start make kind of a similar fundamental mistake, which is they're like progressively getting closer to, well, we should probably have the characters in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, yeah. You know, and they should kind of be themselves, but not really. Right. They should look like themselves at the very least. That's as, as far as, as they're wearing the, the costume. They'll yeah. be fine. You know, famously, uh, there's obviously these, most of these games came out in Japan first and they come out in the States and, there's there's translation issues and localization issues. So when they brought it over here, M. Bison is that was actually Balrog, and yes. the Balrog boxer character was actually M. Bison because M. Bison is essentially a fucking parody name of Mike Tyson. And then uh, there was a threat of a lawsuit, so all they did was they just swapped the names of two of the characters. You're like, okay, the villain's M. Bison now, and this other villain is Balrog. Which Balrog is from Lord of the Rings, but honestly, right. it makes much more sense that the main villain would be right. Balrog yeah. and just like some street boxer in Las Vegas is Balrog. Like, what the fuck? And now he's just Chun Li's friend. Yeah, now he's who, just who a, is, he's a is, fake cameraman for a real news network. <laughs> disgraced boxer. by M Bison. Yeah, somehow. or Shadowloo somehow. Somehow. Uh, it might make sense. I'm saying it like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, though. Uh, a lot. Why would a Again. real dictator give a shit about one guy's boxing career? Well, well, yeah, he would be a Tuesday. He wouldn't care. Yeah. Like, I'm going I'm to disgrace this guy. What? <laughs> I'm going to disgrace this guy. That's funny. I like that a lot. So um, I did get one uh, chuckle. I got a bunch of chuckles. I'm not going to lie. I got a bunch of chuckles out of the movie. The one line that was, it's dumb, but it did get a laugh out of me, is Zhang Heath at the end. DJ's trying to get away with the money. And yes. DJ's like, what is wrong with you, man? Get out of here. Get out of the building. Get out of your life. He's like, no, we have to, we're fighting for freedom and for peace. He's like, we're not fighting for freedom and peace. We're the bad guys. And Bison is the bad guy. And he goes, and then DJ just like takes off. He's like, and. He's like, wait, we're the bad guys? Well, and he says, he says, why, then why did you stay? And he's like, DJ's like, well, he's paying me a oh, ton that's of money. Yeah. And yeah, then Zangief's like, you got paid? You got paid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. He's, yeah. I like he's, that. Apparently, he thought they were the good guys, and he was just volunteering to bring peace to the world. And it was, good for him. Good for I mean, him. You know, yeah. Really. Naive, but yeah. heart of gold. Yeah. When helping hurts, really. If mm. you've ever read that book about uh, NGOs and their negative effect on the world, that's really the story of uh, Street Fighter. It's really about an NGO that thinks it's helping, but is actually uh, sort of uh, degrading the the, the uh, developing world around them. So I give this a five out of ten. It's my number two for the week. <laughs> I uh, got quite a bit. Uh, I got more I laughs out of this one. I got more because at least it seemed to partially understand what it was at least some people did or they took it in a direction or they took this i don't know i don't know what but overall i just didn't grate on me as much and eventually um, jean-claude van damme disappears from the narrative so it got better shocked <laughs> to learn that we're apparently going above a five in this <laughs> ratings at some point yeah yeah but yeah, okay just you briefly know? just briefly. sure yeah uh 
Did I interrupt? Did I? Did I? No, I'm done. I'm sorry. I was just so blown away. Uh, (laughs) Look, it's a it's a three for me. I I I think it's not a very fun movie to watch. Look, more competent. And and if you're if you're just doing check boxes, this on paper better movie than Double Dragon. I enjoyed it less. I had less fun watching this. That's strange to me. Well, I think because it is legitimately. It's it's creeping into good movie territory, I right? I see. Yeah. Um. So, but it's not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's not terrible, but it's not good. It's not good. It's just and, bad. And so it's, just, it's not succeeding in the yeah. ways it needs to to be enjoyable on its own merits. That's a good. But point. it's also not bad enough to be enjoyable because of its fault. It's I too guess. competent. It's too competent yes. to be a so bad. Right. It's good. Because, yeah, yeah at, a certain, at a certain point, you're just like, if you were this competent, why weren't you just 10 degrees yeah. more competent to make a good more. movie? Right? Yes. Not a great movie, but a good movie. A good Street Fighter movie. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, but based on the selection we had this week, uh, I had to, had to go somewhere. I understand. And so this is my number two. Let's move on to 1995's Mortal Kombat, which currently has a 38%. On Rotten Tomatoes. You are here to compete in Mortal Kombat. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. It has begun! Mortal Kombat, rated PG-13. Mortal Kombat was directed by the bane of my existence, Paul W.S. Anderson. Ah, oh, there will be blood? What are you talking about? The master, there will That's be blood. Great. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, inherent vice, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, the son of uh, Gallardi, or yeah, Gallardi, yeah. And the voice of ABC. Uh, yeah. It was written by Kevin uh, Droney. It was uh, based on Mortal Kombat by Ed Boone and John Tobias. Toasty. It is the triumphant return of Bridget Wilson Sampras, last seen in Last Action Hero. It was released August 18th, 1995, on a budget of $18 million. This thing had $20 million less of a budget. Now, this is all on the screen. This, no joke. (laughs) Every dollar is on the screen. They spent that money. They made Uh, 122. So this is definitively the biggest hit out of all five of these. Rightfully so. I don't have a synopsis for it because it's just Mortal Kombat. Have you played Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat! That's more or less what this is. Well, and hey, if you haven't, uh, there's a tournament. Mortal Kombat! A fighting tournament. They have a martial arts tournament. Yeah, it's a, it's basically uh, Enter the Dragon. Mortal Kombat! But between two dimensions, the Earth Realm and the Shadow Realm... And there's a big evil demon kind of guy who wants to rule. There's nine realms, and they all have to fight. Yeah, it's Marvel shit. They all have to fight in a tournament yeah. every so many millennia. If you get nine wins in a row or some shit like that, you can become <laughs> master so of the universe. <laughs> yeah, you got to win ten of these in a row. <laughs> yeah, when you can take and then over you can all the you can invade the other realms? Yeah. Like, why? What? Okay. Who agreed to that? I don't know. Uh-huh. The entire game was an excuse to just have digitized characters performing gross out kills on each other. This was just pure shock, violent, 
visceral arcade cabinet that would just literally go test your might and bully you into playing it. The game was fucking hard. It was designed to eat. The arcade game was designed to eat quarters like all arcade games are. And you would typically just get your ass whipped by one of these Mm -hmm, characters mm -hmm. and get your spine ripped out. And it was uh, revolutionary for the early 1990s because the graphics were different than any other game that came out before it. The kills and the blood was, it was way more violent and it was violent to the point of being silly and goofy, almost like an evil dead kind of a thing. And as the games went on, they got more and more over the top and elaborate with fatalities and babalities and animalities and friendships and all this other sort of shit. Here it is, Bob, behind me. It's called Mortal Kombat. We're going to talk to Aaron Brandis here about the game. Aaron, how does it work? Well, basically, you pick a couple characters, you do maneuvers on the joysticks and buttons, you do uh, you do moves, and, and then whoever wins. to get to the fatality? Nah, there's a master guy you got to beat at the end. Fatalities are just what happens if you're really brutal to your opponent. You get an opponent, you can rip off his head or something like that. Sounds like a pretty thrilling game, and this is the kind of violence that critics are pretty worried about. Cold-blooded murder is making Mortal Kombat the most popular video game in history. Kids relish their victory and their bloody choice. Should they pull out their opponent's heart or simply rip his head off just to see his spinal cord dangle in a pool of blood? How do you feel about cutting his head off? After a $10 million advertising campaign, Mortal Kombat, debuting in home video today, is expected to sell 2 million copies at $50 a pop. A horrifying possibility for parents who can't believe the game makers are fantasizing about decapitation and murder. I don't think they'll have this at home, no. You think so? <laughs> a little bit you too look violent. a little startled. Yeah, it's a little too violent, I think. That's pretty bad. I mean, that, that's just plain gross. Furthermore, advanced technology allows digitized... And they try to capture the spirit of some of that and also tell a semi-serious martial arts movie, kind of. Uh, and BPG-13. And BPG-13. At the same time. And it's New Line post-Freddy trying to find a new franchise to mm-hmm. make money off of. It looks like every other New Line movie from the mid-90s, including The yes. Mask. They all have the same kind of New Line look to them. And uh, this, this, is a, this is not a bad video game movie, but it is a bad movie movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, people like... So that new uh, new Mortal Kombat movie came out yep. recently, right? Yeah. And like, so the, a lot of conversation about Mortal Kombat and, and people keep, I keep seeing people say like, oh, but the original's good. It's actually good. It's a little cheesy, but it's good. And I don't agree. I, I understand, like you said, like it's, as far as video game adaptations, it's up there. But like, <laughs> yeah. this isn't a good movie. No. Uh, and look, if you enjoy it, uh, cool. I, you know, or you think it's good, of course. I, you know, I'm not here to. Uh, but in my opinion, it's not. If, if if Mortal Kombat didn't exist, and somebody wrote this movie, I think it would get no love at this point, right? It would just be a cheesy throwaway film. I would 100 percent agree. I think that is nostalgia for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think what they did was they, you know, this, this was at the kind of the peak of Mortal Kombat's popularity. The movie, I think, came out at just the right time. It was the, the only other movies that are adapting video games are the three we just talked about, which are right. all shit. And this was more or less true to the characters. I mean, Goro is Goro, and he looks like fucking Goro, and he's a weird puppet. 
It's a practical effect. His torso is so long. (laughs) Disturbingly long. His face is disturbing weird movements to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird, like, like in the game, his torso is like normal sized, and then he has extra arms. And in this, it's like he's elongated. He looks like he would just topple over. Yes. Uh, He looks good. I mean, he looks good because he's like a practical, like, uh, uh, thing, and it looks neat. But man, what interesting proportions. <laughs> Doesn't seem like he'd be a good skilled fighter. Uh, the champion of Mortal Kombat. He's just like throwing haymakers. <laughs> I don't know how anybody ever really got caught by him. I don't know. This is a B movie. You know it's a B movie because Peter Jason shows up at some point. Uh, who I love. is a great character actor. Uh, you got Johnny Cage who fights the entirety of this movie in business slacks. You know, like mm-hmm. a tucked in polo, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Christopher Lambert is in a completely different movie than everybody else. And I have to believe that Tommy Wiseau saw this movie because Tommy Wiseau as Johnny in the room is Christopher Lambert as Raiden in you Mortal Kombat. That's me. I can do that. Be- I forgot. Because every time that Lambert speaks, he laughs afterwards. Even if yeah. he's talking about the destruction of the universe, he's like, <laughs> What a funny story, Johnny Cage. <laughs> it's the hey, same thing. <laughs> he's also got like a real like, uh, which I totally forgot, like a, a Christian Bale Batman. Yes. Like he's always doing this kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is not a Raiden. Raiden also uh, famously Asian. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> have, is he Belgian too? What is, what is he? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's I have no idea. Definitely not Asian, and uh, he's definitely not Scottish either. He's definitely not a Highlander. <laughs> no. Uh, the funny thing about Christopher LaBear is he's famously blind without his glasses, but he never acts with glasses or contacts. So the squint isn't a style choice; it's he can't cool. fucking see. So he's always yeah. In this, he's like squinting, and he's like, "You tell your ma- yeah, you tell your master Shang Tsung." <laughs> My champions will be waiting. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's all the fucking movie is. And yeah, and then, and then the person's like, oh, you're, you want to talk to him. Nah, you can't. You're not. You're looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> squint, squint over there, man. You're looking at Goro. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Sh- yeah, Shang Tsung. Uh, how many arms there. am I holding up? You know? <laughs> I will say this, like, Kerry Tagawa as Shang Tsung. Is basically oh. Shang Tsung from the fucking video yeah. game. He's, that, he's, that's dead on. He's approaching a, a Raul Julia situation. I don't. I don't think he hits the heights, but he's good. No, like, he's scary. He's a scary guy. Yeah, he's like you know your soul is mine. I, I guess that's the thing. It's very one note, right? He doesn't yeah. get anything else to do other than that. But he does that. Fatality. Yeah. Um, this is maybe one of the worst movie tropes of all time in it, and the worst execution of that movie trope, which is this. Um, the bad guy has the ability to morph himself into other people. And so they always morph themselves into the dead loved one or Vic brother or mother or father of whatever. Freddie did this all the time. And then, you know, you let me down, you got me killed, blah, blah, blah. This movie uh, does it the worst way possible where there he's in the middle of a fight. Yeah. John, uh, uh, Liu Kang is fighting Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung turns his back to Liu Kang mid fight. And turns around as his brother. And he's like, oh, my brother. I'm like, no! The shape-shifting, soul-eating monster that you're facing 
literally just, he didn't disappear. He didn't think you killed him and then your brother appeared. He just turned around and turned back around and looked like your brother. Well, and he's like, <laughs> he, he's been in this magical world yes. <laughs> long enough to know. Yeah. Like, this is stuff that happens. Yeah. And to Liu Kang's credit, it doesn't, he doesn't fall for it that long, except he only kind of like comes out of it when, when he starts saying things, I guess, that his brother wouldn't normally say. That's if, what I mean. <laughs> if uh, Shang Tsung played the long game, right, yes. and just hung out with him for like a week being nice. Could have killed him. He could have killed him. He could have, it would have worked. And he would have won Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And they would have been able to evade, invade the Earth realm, which, spoilers, Shao Kahn does anyway at they the end of this anyway. movie. <laughs> they just do it anyway. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, your souls are mine. Which is just Frank Welker. Frank Welker is the voice of Shao Kahn, the voice of Yoshi, the voice of Toadstool, uh, or Toad, and every other random fucking voice in all of these movies. Uh, yeah, he's all over, man. He's all over... Uh... What a career. What a guy. <laughs> Megatron, right? He's, he's Megatron. And he? uh, uh, famously, he's a... Uh, oh, fuck. He's a... Uh, um, oh, God. He's Fred. a lot of animals. Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh. He's the yeah, original, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, he's right, the original right. Fred, and he's, yeah, he's Megatron and Starscream, and he's... Uh, he might not be Starscream, but he's uh, the tape one, whatever that one was called. Soundwave. Soundwave, yeah. And he's every dog you've ever heard in any yeah, movie right. ever. I have, um, a, this is a, I have a, a movie watching question. And maybe I, because you know, ahead. hey, again. Yeah. These, these can, and I watched these all this week. I wanted them to be fresh. Yeah. You, you, to, hey, you gave me plenty of time I did, to spread yeah. these bad boys out. I did. I tried. But I wanted it to be, I wanted to. True binge. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm good at forgetting movies. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a guy that details will slip out of my head. Uh, the problem here is that these movies in particular, can just it can be hard to focus uh on these films especially yeah. just one after the other why does shang sung yeah trick johnny cage into entering the tournament that's a why great why <laughs> want him there um that's a great question i don't know the answer cuz if there's a throwaway line of like this is the only they have to be to kill Johnny is the one that can the evil something yeah, the, like yeah, that. The, you there's, know, there's like these uh, the universe or whatever marks certain warriors from each realm, and Johnny Cage has been marked, but he there's no way we have to appeal to his ego to get him to enter the tournament or something, right? Well, he has but, to be one of the fighters we have to conquer for whatever reason. Yeah, there's no line of that at all. Yeah, Shang yeah. Tsung wouldn't want. This incredible martial artist. To no, fight that's a really great against point. Against him, unless he wants uh, his soul. Maybe he can he only take get it when he gets to invade Earthrealm. That's another great point. Because he, you know, then Scorpion's still alive. Oh yeah, I don't know. yeah. Uh, um, I forgot a couple things. <laughs> I dragged my mom to this in 1995. I liked the movie at the time. My mom liked this movie because, surprisingly, my mom, for a middle-aged woman of the 90s, loved... She means Scorpion? No, she loved techno music. Interesting. And still does. My mom this loves... This is the soundtrack for her, man. Techno music. And I will say, the theme song for this does go hard 
all it is is the stuff from the arcade cabinet and the voice from the commercial screaming Mortal Kombat yeah. with a beat. But it's kind of fucking awesome. That's the best part of this movie is the theme song. For sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, an iconic. Oh, wait. Echoic? It's a different word for audio. I learned Oh, this. really? Oh, yeah, because yeah. icon would be visual. Right. I yeah. think it's echoic. Let me. That's a uh, really. Uh, you learn something every day. Mm. With, that uh, might be the. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> we got time, right? What a. <laughs> If anyone's going to drop off of this episode, they did it like 30 minutes ago, right? <laughs> right. So Another great line uh, that I wrote down as you're looking for that in this movie is um, Liu Kang's brother, the first Shao Tsung as Liu Kang's brother asks, Liu, remember when our parents died? <laughs> <laughs> remember when our parents? No, I forgot. Yeah. What, who? Like, who? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I believe echoic is correct. By okay. The way, so. All right. I, I just learned something. That's pretty awesome. Um, I totally forgot that they do the scorpion fatality where he rips his own face off and then blows mm -hmm. fire. Um, I did remember, but I didn't remember when he did it, that the Johnny Cage fatality happens where at the end he signs the autograph and he's like, yeah. uh, to, my to my favorite fan or whatever, Johnny Cage. And then he throws his photo. Uh, which is really stupid, but it's from the game. And at least I was like, okay, that's kind of, it's like the fiery embers of what's left of Scorpion who right. exploded. And then Johnny Cage like throws a eight by 10 of himself that he signed to him. That was kind of, it's dumb, but it's, it's true to the dumb game. Um, I don't know why they decided to make Scorpion's weird hand thing a living being. That was it's an gross. odd choice. It's grody. It's pretty gross. Um, oh, I, man. If you, so, so. I don't remember reptile looking like um, absolute nightmare fuel. Oh, dude, I wrote that it, it looks like it's from like Roger Rabbit. Like it looks, it looks like worse than Roger Rabbit. Not yeah. even intended to like it, it. It looks like a cartoon living in their world, right? Like, it, yes, th they're even trying to say that this is an actual creature <laughs> is absurd. It it's looks insane. like something from the Lawnmower Man virtual reality yeah. world. That has come into the real world or the outworld or whatever. And you're like, what? Like, very strange. Odd choice. Um, but I do like when all those bugs fall. What is he? He, he, Liu Kang throws him into a statue and then he turns into the statue. The stat tentacles come out of the statue and Reptile tries to escape and then the statue pulls it, it into him and then he basically just becomes green scorpion which is all he really was in the game so and then he gets beat up and he dies and he dies and turns into a bunch of bugs yeah that was pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> that was gross i liked it there's not really much to say about this other than there's two famous music tracks uh echoic yeah. tracks the yeah. first one being the mortal combat theme which is just test your might you know and then uh, you know scorpion Johnny Cage. You know, it's just like, it's just the shit that the arcade thing said. But that was such an iconic sound to a certain generation of us. You couldn't go to a mall. You couldn't go to a movie theater. You couldn't go to a Chuck yep. E. Cheese or Discovery Zone or even somebody's fucking house without hearing them test your might. Right? Yeah, the, the tracked like, mode on yeah, the yeah. arcade game. And so, um, and then with the beat and then the commercial, uh, the guy screaming, more, more. Which was like such an iconic 
ad series that they did. Yeah. I remember, I think for Mortal Kombat 3, it was like downtown Manhattan and it was empty and then the streets filled with yes, people. Yes, yes. And they're all screaming at this guy, Mortal Kombat. You're like, what? Holy okay, shit, whatever. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, yeah. Mortal They capture that in this, and then there's this end track, which is Halcyon and on and on, um, which is featured in Mortal Kombat, Hackers, uh, oh, yeah. and Mean Girls, and uh, 50 other movies. And if you hear yeah. it, you'd know it. And that's it. That's, that's, uh, that's all this movie has. I would argue, I think it's Paul W.S. Anderson's best movie, and yes, I that includes so, Event sure. Horizon. Yeah. Uh, and it's junk and it is based on a really dumb game. It's a really dumb movie. And I give it a, hold your, hold your haunches, <gasps> prepare, grab your Bobo. It's a seven out of 10. It's my number one for the week. Of course. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, 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 I co-sign your sentiments. Um, I do, I do have, I think this era of film is, fun uh, uh i mean these are all from the same era but this specific like thing maybe it's like i said like the new line look that 94 uh, 95 96 new line presentation so i do a lot of uh motion tracking with yeah. my tiktok videos you gotta motion track those nipples to make them fall off wait when score that's a special effect uh you, you do a lot of like uh clean up you know in, in the end uh, oh i see i see but when, for real. when uh, oh. Scorpion's hand is like opening up the the palm, man, you can see that thing just shifting all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. It looks so bad. Yeah. yeah. And and you know it's like early digital effects, but it was just it was a real moment of, for me of like because you know you make things and you think ah, I'm not so good at this, this is bad. I, but then you see like this was in theaters. Yes. And this is worse than what I'm doing on my laptop at home. So on the one hand, it's, it's really, so bad. it's really, uh, some of the effects are really well done for an $18 million movie in 95, you know, uh, it, but they're not as well done as you could probably do it at home now. Right. And, and yeah, like all the practical stuff is, is really pretty. I mean, like even Goro that looks like crazy fits in the in the film fine yeah. i think yeah. but then yeah the digital stuff is just like very new it's very new i give this a 3.6 <laughs> fair enough yeah it's uh it's my second second yeah. highest um this isn't i think this is enjoyable it ha it's it's uh Hats off to finally making a video game movie that's just the video game. <laughs> yes. It's, 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 you know, yeah. man, if Shigeru Miyamoto saw this, how faithful <laughs> this was. He'd probably be like, this has nothing to do with Mario. <laughs> 
the sequel. This is what I imagine they would have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Miyamoto. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Yoshi I, looks so much better here in this movie when he yes. becomes the Bug Man. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> um, you know it. It's a. It's a, it feels very much like a, a kids movie. Like yes, a pre. It's a it's, preteen movie. Yeah, yeah, and and that's not. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's mercifully. Like it. Here's what I tell you: where it white ranked higher for me, uh, the music. Sure, I think it captures, like you were saying, a certain. It captures like ninety four, ninety five, right? Which is weird, right? Because like Mario, Double Dragon, and 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 uh, um, Street Fighter. I've already forgotten all about it. Uh, <laughs> don't don't do that, right? No, like, nope. and it's weird because it's like Double Dragon almost seems like it's like trying, like goes like, hey, we're the nine. Double Dragon feels kind of like people making 90s stuff now like Bingo. this is what the 90s was like remember look at all these colors like, whoa yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's there. like no nah, not really man it was <laughs> yeah. it was more like hellscapes and uh yeah multicolored ninjas <laughs> it was more like outworld yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah that's 100 percent right is like this summit this somehow captures like blade like blade which is 98 all these new line movies the mm-hmm. mask this uh there's a couple other movies in there they, they that's kind of what the 90s felt like like you would just hear random like rock and techno music all on the same fucking radio station and yeah like you would just turn a radio station and be like it'd be like a 15 minute techno song that had no words and then like eminem would come on and then like rage against the machine and like and and that's like it oddly captures all of that and it's yep. just like this really weird the way everybody's dressed, the way everybody acts, it's and it's also it's just mercifully brief. It is what yes. it's set out to be. It's like if we just made Mortal Kombat the game into a movie, we more or less followed the plot line. The characters pretty much look like what they should look like. Their behaviors are Liu Kang is kind of uh, one dimensional, but he kind of always has been. He's basically Bruce Lee, yeah. right? Um, and uh, Johnny Cage is Johnny Cage from yes. this cocky fucking asshole. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's goofy and it's dumb and we're just gonna make a goofy, dumb movie out of it. And we're going to take, like you said, all of our budget and we're going to put it all into the screen where it's no, you know, nobody's was walking away with a shit ton of money off of this. It's the production value is kind of the highest, mm-hmm. even though it's got one of the lower budgets. And, uh, other than the, some of the ropey CGI overall, like set wise and everything, it's, it's the one that looks the best would still kind of yeah, holds up so, to where you're sure. like, yeah, that looks it's like a, a real place. Yeah. Movie even even today, right? And I then think it's over. Could... And then it's, it's, it's not yeah. memorable, it's not good, but it's short and it 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 gets the brief right. It does the thing it was supposed to do. It's got some cool techno music. What do you want from me? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's about it. Okay, let's move on and to And that's a... it. And we're done and there's no <laughs> reason there's only one more movie on the list. Uh, Nobody's ever seen this thing. It's got 10% rot, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's Wing Commander. It came out in 1999. And it's the shits. Uh, I <laughs> fucking hate this movie, man. Battle stations. Karate ships are closing. To fight a new breed of enemy. What is this thing? Earth's last hope is a new generation of warrior. Lieutenant Christopher Blair. Todd, Maniac Marshall. I got two bogeys coming in hot. 
Let's do it. Ready Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard. Wing Commander. Woo! I love this baby! Rated PG-13, March 12th, only in theaters. Wing Commander was directed by Chris Roberts with a screenplay by a Kevin Droney, story by Kevin Droney, who I think worked on one of these other fucking movies. He worked on him. Mortal Kombat. Oh, well, okay, good for him then. S- same fucking mm-hmm. writer. A sincere um, good for him. It's based on Wing Commanders by Chris Robert. Uh, it's released March 12th, 1999 on a $30 million budget. Jeez what the please. fuck? This movie only made $11 million. Uh, I don't $30 have $30 million dollars for cockpit shots? <laughs> Okay, let's just start here right at the top, all right? This movie comes out in 1999, the same year as The Matrix. This movie also uses bullet time. No, wait. This movie also uses bullet time. Now, you've seen The Matrix if you're listening to a movie called Binge Movies. The way that this, the way that this movie uses bullet time is you get three seconds of Freddie Prince Jr. and Saffron Burroughs standing in a hallway <laughs> and yeah. four seconds of Matthew Lillard falling off of his falling chair. over. And that's it! <laughs> and, 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 and look, this correct sucks. me if I'm wrong, there's no, there's no in-world... It just happens, right? It's just like... Are they a gravity uh, well or a time yeah, like, pulsar distortion? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's... But they do that multiple times, and bullet time is never used again. I, I hate this film. This is everything I like. Don't like about. So I already uh, like dog had, fights in movies. Had you ever seen this movie before? No. Okay. No. no, no, no. I'll just let you go then. And I'm not familiar with the the franchise. Uh, uh, never played the the game. This is yeah. the only one. The the rest of these, uh, I am. Like I said, intimately familiar with the, yeah, the franchises, right. played all of them. Never never played this, wasn't a, a PC uh, gamer at the time. Um, which is not to say I wouldn't be interested in playing the game. I, space stuff, sure. But man, space movies, like dogfight space movies. Yeah. I just feel like it is so hard to like tr- uh, 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 m- translate stakes right because it's just these planes flying around i think star wars does a great job with it sorry but 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 star wars also has not dog fights right correct uh yes but this is just like it screens missile locks and like people talking people being like oh no uh, uh, i gotta uh," and while you're just looking at them in the cockpit and when they're not and in the cockpit, s- it's a submarine movie. The battleships are basically played as yes. submarines, uh, star right. cruisers or whatever. Oh, yeah, so it's a boring in- submarine movie that then transitions to a boring dogfight movie. And then just jargon. And then just like sci-fi jargon that they have to say because they can't really like... You're yeah. The gravity well's unstable and we're going to jump it? Like, what are you... What? I don't know what you're even <laughs> saying. Uh, all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, the, the your mom destroyer. was a pilgrim. Yeah, but my father was a battle warrior, or whatever. Yes, the de- the destroyers got the tinselary pull, and I gotta put the and I just can't. I I barely know what happened in this movie. Yeah. I know that there's some lion people, um, giant that cats. are the bad guys, yeah. and they want to get a map, yeah. a special map, 
Yeah. That will uh, lead them through a wormhole that takes them directly to Earth, uh, past our defense system, so they could blow up the planet, I think. That sounds right. Um, here's what, I don't know anything about these games either. I didn't play them. This is the second time I've seen this movie. Oh, my uh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, this is another one of those movies where, is this three hours? Is this five hours? I don't have any idea. Is it 90 minutes? I don't know. What I know is uh, everybody's terrible in it. Mm-hmm. I know that from a cursory study of Wikipedia, um, you know, PC gaming, especially in like 1999, was like for hardcore. That was a niche demographic, yes. right? They took this game, which was, a, I knew the, the name of the game, yeah, but yeah. I never played it. They took a series of games, which was very popular, and completely altered the mythology to make this movie. So the whole subplot about pilgrims and this group, none of that is in any of the games. <laughs> so imagine you're a hardcore video game PC player, which was, you pretty much had to like build your own fucking computers in the 90s mm-hmm. to be able to play games. They make a movie out of this very successful video game franchise. You go, it looks like shit. Nothing happens. And it has nothing to do with any of the games that you've played. You know those... Uh, you what a waste of those, goddamn time. Uh, uh, where, where it's like the, the colors of the movie on a canvas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This would just be brown. It would just be solid brown. Yeah canvas it's so it just looks so boring gross uh, and i look i love matthew lilly i i like freddie prince in a few movies you know they're not they're not good here not here no no thank you it's a hundred percent matthew lillard's fart fart his fault it's a hundred percent his fault that that woman dies that rosie dies yeah but don't be mad at him. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, he's a good guy, though. Don't be mad at him. No, she just... It was one stupid mistake. No, he yeah, got okay. that I woman. I mean, yeah, I guess it was, but like... <laughs> no, he like sure. flew into battle, not firing his weapons, pulled out just at the last second for her to collide uh-huh. with an enemy of... They're basically planes. Here's the other thing that doesn't make any sense, and I can't take credit for this. This is from Pat. Rest in peace. First time we watch this movie, Pat goes, they, they consistently in this movie, they go, pull up, pull up, pull up. Pat screams at the television. Whenever he goes, pull up, you're in space. And it's yeah. like, that's exa- there is no up, fucker. Well, these guys never <laughs> read Ender's Game, you know? You can't pull up. There's no goddamn up in space. Uh, dude, and hey, so he she wrecks her ship, and it... What happens there? It like it's sitting on the ground. It, yeah, it. She lands. She, her ship gets fucked up. She ends up having to try to lay do an emergency landing on the aircraft carrier, which is in space. Yeah, and it crashes. And then they we don't actually cut to her in the cockpit at any time right. to see whether or That's- not she's alive or dead. And, and Matthew running, Lillard is just describing what's happening. Is like, I see her eyes. She's alive. She's alive. And they're like, and uh, they, we just got to clear the deck. And they just. They get a they, tractor and just like push throw her, her off. They push her into like a bowling alley gutter. And then, <laughs> yeah, just send her off into space. Insanity. And I'm pretty sure the ship falls off the edge. Yes, it does. Which, why the fuck would it fall off the edge in space? Again, all <laughs> it takes, right? 
oh, hey, oh, good thing we have the, f- the artificial gravity installed or whatever. And I don't think they gave us anything like no! that. No! Although this, it's, it's, it's almost like what you said before about something else. This is truly as if they adapted a really bad World War II script, dogfight script, and then just added weird sci-fi jargon. Like, yeah. find, control, delete, replace, uh, sci-fi jargon. Sci-fi jargon generator and just was like, just importing yeah. random fuck. oh, gravity wells, and oh, it's a temporal displacement. And then the rest of it's just like, fire, lock, you know. Uh, lock on, uh, uh, Tiger Ugh. Five. Lock on one. Fire! I missed the shot. I missed the shot. Pull up, pull up. And it's like, what the fuck? This is in space. And, and then you cut to someone else, and they go, "He he blew up. He died." Like, can <laughs> yeah. we see that? Can, yeah. I would. <laughs> and then we don't even see the villains they're fighting until the last no. five minutes of the goddamn movie. And even as someone who's not familiar with this franchise, I knew the kill, kill Rathy. Is that what they're called? I uh, think. Yes. Right. I'm aware of them. Like, yes. Why would you in, not like, show the villains? Right. And they're like, I mean, they're not cool looking, but at least it's like the, in the, in the movie. I mean, they don't like look that good, but like they're an interesting it's just something else visual to to see in a, in a movie other than just like gray and brown corridors. Uh, and yeah, you do, you never see. I mean, they, they show up at the end and they don't, they just get shot. A There's bunch, like four like, of them in a hallway. Yeah. And then they just blow up and you're like, I guess those are the villains. <laughs> the- and there's no, right? Like there's no like main villain. There's no leader, like a commander. Or, right. You know, nope. Which is a weird, like, it's very hard to be emotionally invested when you don't even, like, there's no counterpoint. There's no, like... Correct. There's no protag- or, or antagonist, uh, uh, like, singular face of of the antagonist, which, of course, can work in a, in a movie. But I, I think for what they're trying to do, just keep it... Maybe keep it simple isn't... <laughs> They kept it very simple, but like you know, just do the things. Do what movies have story, do. Have, have story it's, elements. Have it's the okay. things that are necessary to have a story. Yeah. Have a slightly bigger lion man. Yes. Who's chewing the scenery and yes. really upset and yeah. says about how it was only a space Tuesday for him. His shoulder pads are slightly bigger. Or oh whatever. Yeah. He's in a he's oh, in a yeah. dress uniform monster uniform or whatever the fuck he's at the center of the whatever call on the shots and blah 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 nah this movie stinks and it's not worth watching it's not and this is this is one of those movies that it's not even so bad it's good because it's just so boring it is incompetent because the ships especially the uh fighter ships or whatever Mm -hmm. which apparently look like nothing like it's in the games which again why the fuck even make this movie just copy paste it. It's there already. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. That's the bizarre. Yeah, you don't have to do a goddamn thing. Just a movie, make a cinematic version of the fucking drawings from the fucking user manual. Yeah. Um, no, they just. It looks like all of these ships are made of garbage. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, they are. They went and they got some old British like World War II bomber things. They just like um, welded a bunch of garbage onto them and spray painted it. And, and they're just it. all like one color. Like there's yeah. no accent, anything. 
There's not, you know, like if you look at like the uh, the X Wing or whatever. Like, yes. What they did was they went in and they fucking hand painted different burn marks and scrape marks yep. and. And so every X-Wing looks a little bit different because it's been in different skirmishes and conflicts. And it's traveling right. through space. And nope, they are. It's just all, it's basically just like copy and paste of the same ship yeah. over and over. And you're right. There's no touch up work. There's no, it's just all one even tone mm-hmm. spray paint. And you're like, what? It, 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 it's like, honestly, it is an 80s B movie without the charm. Right. Because, right. It's not even like, I mean, I mean, I guess you could say it's campy in a sense, but in in in, in it's it, none of that fun for, from that. No, it's too self serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's too self serious. Nothing goofy happens. Uh, it's just stupid and it's boring and it's bland. And I give it a one out of ten, only yeah, it, because I think that there's a good double dragon movie to be not great, but there's a good I, action. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. There's a, a raid style, ju- dread 3D style double dragon movie to be made. I don't know fuck all about Wing Commander. All I know is this is fucking boring. And uh, so I give it a one out of 10. It's my number four. Uh, it's still the shits. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about it. Um, <laughs> no one's seen this movie. I didn't know we were allowed to give zeros. Uh, I have amended my one okay. to a zero. That's good. That, that makes no, sense. No, I enjoyed nothing of this. And like I said, it has actors I, I like. And I did not. It wasn't, it wasn't even going like, well, you know, Matthew Lillard can be fun in a movie. Not here. No, no, thank you. He's not the fun character. He's kind of the sad, tragic character. Right. And it's... he like tries to be a little goofy, but. Mm-mm. Nah. Like in Scream, right? He's uh, he's great. I love him. Oh yeah, yep. So good. He's great uh, in the uh, Scooby. He's great as Shaggy. He's a great Shaggy. And Freddy Prince. Yeah, yep. Oh, that's another. That's a hey, good, that's a good point. Yeah. Two yeah. Freds we brought up. Yeah. Two, well, three. <laughs> Freddy played. You get it. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I told. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, Courtney, my lover. Uh, you know, these are not her type of movies, but You're we talking about like Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Courtney Cox, my lover. Uh-huh. Uh, but we we enjoy cheesy movies and things. And I was like, hey, uh, I know you probably don't want to watch all of these, but Wing Commander has Matthew Lillard. We like him. Um, and boy, was that the wrong one to <laughs> be like, you should watch this one with me. <laughs> Sucks. I feel terrible. Oh, I mean, tell Courtney I'm sorry. Uh, I will. Well, Miss Cox, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're throwing out apologies, I would take one as well, <laughs> <laughs> or five, I guess. Uh, I think the gift card covers that. I, I, <laughs> well, I don't know. I will see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. I. There's nothing else to say about this. It sucks. No. Don't, don't ever watch it. it, it <laughs> Any more conversation is just us going, man, this sucks. This, like, actually really, really sucks. All right, it's time for our recap. Uh, Coming in dead last for me is Double Dragon, 0 out of 10. Number 4 is Wing Commander, 1 out of 10. 3 is Super Mario Brothers The Movie, which is a 3 out of 10. Number 2 is Street Fighter The Movie, which is a 5 out of 10. And uh, number 1 is Mortal Kombat. Part of that's nostalgia. Most of that's the techno. And all of it is, uh, at least it looks decent, uh, 7 out of 10. You want to recap for me as well? I do. I would love to. 
Uh, wing commander, where it needs to be. Bottom. Can't believe anybody would disagree with that, but there are insane people in this world. Uh, and look, and hey, yeah. I, you know, t- I, I should maybe point this out. The rest of mine are grouped very tightly. We got Street Fighter at a three. Yeah. Okay. And then we go up to Mario. That's a 3.5. Then you hit Mortal Kombat with 3.6. Double Dragon, 3.7. Doesn't earn that on its own merits. Yeah. Only the outside enjoyment of, of a cheesy film. You get people, you get a group of people together. You make fun of that Double Dragon. I think you're going to have a good time. I think you could do it with Mario as well. Mortal Kombat, you're not going to have that kind of fun. Because people are going to be going, hey, shut up. I like this. I'm uh, trying to watch this. I see this. what you're saying. Yeah. Street Fighter. There's not anything to this. You got nothing. So, uh, so Double Dragon is my top. Uh, I can't imagine this doesn't get get <laughs> added into the 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 binge movie uh, vault. Uh, vault here. Um, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like I must be in the majority on this. So uh, how exciting. Yeah. So do, uh, we, do you want to do it now? Do you want to just go ahead and do it? Because I can't. <laughs> No, See, we give it to the people to vote. But right, I appreciate okay. your enthusiasm. Mm. Uh, I think you're probably right. I think when you're talking about the likes of, say, uh, hmm. now, I'll t- hey, you make me watch, you give me a choice between Casablanca and Double Dragon. I'm putting on Double Dragon. <laughs> of the five films we watched this week, what is your recommendation of the week? Is it Double Dragon? Are you sticking with your number one? Or? Absolutely, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sticking with my with, number with, one. With, with caveat, uh, asterisks, with friends. With friends and, and marijuana, I think, is what you're alluding to. Yes. Like, I don't poison my body with that stuff, but <laughs> but if, hey, if that's what you would enjoy a film. If you want to put holes in your brain, go yes, ahead. Yes, But yes. we're not going to do that, yeah. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm just going to stick with Mortal Kombat, whatever the fuck. Uh, on our next episode, we rank the films of Stanley Kubrick. Jesus. <laughs> 1953's Fear and Desire, 1960's Spartacus, 1964's Dr. Strangelove, 1971's A Clockwork Orange, and 1987's The Metal Jacket. All right, Matt, you've been here for hours and hours on end. It's time to get the results of the Beat My Guest competition. Mm. Are you going to get the uh, bottom tier prize of the partially filled Subway gift card? Are you going to get the next prize up, which is the Land's End uh, partially Ooh. filled gift card? Yeah. Are you going to get the geo-locked Northeast Factory uh. Direct $25 gift card? Are you going to get one, two, or three of the Chili's, Macaroni Grill, wow, Mangiano's, wow, wow. and On the Border, which I'm not even sure is in business anymore. Oh, me and Miss Cox would Gift love. <laughs> and I am going to say, for being a good sport, I'm going to say, let's see, one, two, let me add up these jokes, laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Well, but if you, get, if you laugh, it's not really give me it is what it is. You gotta count it. Uh, you got over the hump, my friend. <laughs> I'm gonna give you not one, not two, <laughs> not three gift cards, all for the Chili's family. I'm gonna throw in the Northeast Factory Direct 
I'm yes. gonna throw in the partially fulfilled lands in, and I'm gonna give you the lowest end no. Subway gift card, which has a dollar fifty on it. You get four out of six of the gift cards, my friend. Thank you so much. You ran the table. I said to Courtney, I said, hey, I'm doing this podcast. She said, that's dumb. It's not worth it. It's how long is it? No, don't do it. And now she'll be the one yeah. eating crow. When I'm she won't be eating her... crow. She'll be eating mangianos. Yes! Yeah! Yes! Mm. Chocolate-covered pasta. Let's fucking go. Woo! Mangianos, the only ones brave enough to put chocolate sauce on their spaghetti. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, where can the people find you? Get your plugs in. Oh, so this is like a post-mortem situation? <laughs> where will you be doing in your afterlife? What will Courtney be doing with your ashes? Oh, yeah, no, she'll, <laughs> she'll keep my socials going, I think. Uh, a lot of tribute content. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook. It's all at Matt F. Bosler. Uh, M-A-T-T-F-B-A-S-L-E-R. What's your main gig? Is it music? Is it movies? Is it content creation? What 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 is the main oh. thing you're doing out there? What do you put into the world that if you said, hey, if you have to check out one thing that I'm doing, check this out. Well, I guess music. I don't know. It all lives in the same place. Go to that Instagram. I, everything I'm doing is there. Uh, uh, I like to be a multifaceted uh, fella. You're a polymath. Uh, doing, doing, Doing yeah, doing funny stuff, doing doing serious songs, doing funny songs. I just well, I I'm sorry, not just last year, I put out uh, an album that is um, synth style covers nice. of modern country songs about beating people up. That's very um, confusing. It's called uh, "I'm Gonna Blank Your Blank." It's four asterisks and then three asterisks for those blanks and you can fill those with whatever you want it's a bit of a rorschach test you know yeah um so yeah uh, uh like i said yeah instagram at matt f bosler youtube everywhere um i appreciate uh, this opportunity i uh am upset um about the films that we had to watch i can't if, wait to hear about the Stanley Kubrick film. <laughs> if Luke Wilson was Andy Kaufman, he'd be Matt Basler. All right. It was worth it for that. It was worth it for that. That's, That's what I want. You have the personality of an Andy Kaufman uh, uh, and the, the looks of a Luke Wilson. Uh, young Luke Wilson. Handsome Luke Wilson. You're sweet. I know. You're sweet. I appreciate that. Until Thank next time, everybody. Chase. Enjoy.